for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode number 80 of Domestic Clients Only, a podcast about beer and friendship. My name is John. Joining me as always is my co-host Tom. Hey, how's it going today? Uh, doing all right. It's a uh, September 4th. It's a lovely Sunday here. Uh, we're Alexless. He's on baby duty, but uh, you know, he's around. He's he's surviving. Um, it's a actually pretty cool, quiet day. Big, big, big storm yesterday here. So it's uh, nice and cool. Got the windows open. Birds are chirping. However, I am infected with the novel coronavirus. So I am, uh, you know, fighting for my life. Actually, I'm feeling, I was telling Tom, I feel much better, you know, last couple of days. So I feel like almost like back to normal, but you know, I still have it, still have the bug. So away she goes. How, how's, how's, how's life with you, Tom? How are things? Uh, things are all right. Things are, it's been kind of, it's been hot here. Yeah. I, I've been lucky enough that I get to sit in my truck for the general part of the day with air conditioning. That's what yeah, I'm thankful it's, for. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice. But to, yeah, so. I don't know. Sorry, go on, John. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's nice to, you know, be in, live in the era of air conditioning and in so many different areas, uh, you know, cars and everything. You know, back I think back in the day, like the '40s, people must have just been fucking. I don't think it was this hot. Time. Yeah, I never and, like, understood that. Every time I see like old timey movies, they have like a full suit jacket. I'm like, what are you doing? You live by. Yeah, I wonder about that too, because like my my dad's an old guy. He grew up in, in like Ottawa, and he, he he told me like in the '50s, like as a kid, it didn't. He said it never really got like that hot. Like they had, you know, people didn't have air conditioning. It was the older houses. They were they weren't exactly the most. Uh, you know, air, they didn't care about airflow. I mean, I guess they did a little bit, but he was like, yeah, we never really cared about having your kid. Like, wasn't That's a thing. true. It probably does get way hotter. hotter. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. I just that. look back at like old timing. I'm like, how, I'm like, there, it's like broad passed out. Yeah. No, no. Anyway. But on today's episode, we kind of got, we got a little bit of a, a little bit of a, both John and I each bought our own beer that we didn't send each other. <laughs> so we're going to yeah. kind of just do a little talk. We're going to talk about that, but we also have a lot of stuff going on with as well. We have the fantasy league football draft. If you know us, that's like a big thing for us. Last year, I remember last year, I remember, I forget what episode it was, but I remember we recorded right before the draft. Yeah, so we I, had, that's right. Yeah. I was going to mention us though, you should buy a can of Vizzy before the draft. Yeah, was that the Vizzy episode then? Was that the one we did right before the draft? Yeah, we ended like a mindset. minute before. We were like kind of rushing to get, get to the end. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's also been... going to be simultaneously driving while the draft is going on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully without busy in the, you know, in the, in the cup holder, you know, maybe, you know. <laughs> but yeah, today folks, there's no, uh, no topic. We've got a lot of shit going on. I've been sick. I haven't been able to actually go buy stuff to send. Uh, we are going to have some stuff coming up soon though. Tom's got a box as mentioned heading my way. Um, I'm going to be sending some stuff his way. We're going to be doing an auto, another auto craft episode with one of my friends um, whenever he's available, probably sometime soon. Um, we might have, I guess, a little bit, depending on how things go in October, the releases might get a little bit. Uh, uh, we'll see, because I'm getting married in a month and a bit, so um, I might not be available that much in October. But we'll, we'll see. DPO will persevere. Uh, we just might have to be a little bit infrequent with our releases but yeah today as tom's saying not really uh anything super planned uh just doing a little fun episode we both picked out um a specific drink to talk about to drink and and discuss and kind of give our own little ratings and i also uh, have an extra course uh peach seltzer as well too so i might uh consume that oh, yeah. as well too 
Um, and I guess, well, yeah, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk some football. Uh, we also can talk, uh, last week we were all together. Tom and Al came to Toronto. Uh, I was there with some friends and my brother as well, too. It was my bachelor party weekend. We had a good time and, uh, had a few Toronto beers as well, too. And, uh, yeah, why don't we, why don't we get started with that? So we were in Toronto, you guys came, uh, took the red eye, landed on Saturday. <laughs> I remember I was like this, I, after that, I was like, I'm never doing this ever again. Yeah, it's tough to fly like a red eye like that. It's well, no, I I was like, out. we could have just, I could have just left like super early in the morning and it would have made a difference instead. I probably would have been better off doing that. I would have been easier just to go drive to Owls, crash there. We both would have gotten up, gone on a plane. We would have gotten there 10 o'clock, maybe 10, 11 before yeah. noon. And anyway, we got there at like six in the morning. Yeah. But the best, the best part about this is that both Al and I started drinking like Friday, like eight p.m. <laughs> and we kept drinking until midnight. Yeah, pretty, pretty on the much, yeah. And then we wake up, and then both of us are having like withdrawals at this point. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are like 6 a.m. It's like, we need drinks. I, me and my friends the day before, uh, we were in, we went to see the concert, the Metric concert, and it was Metric, Interpol, Spoon, really great concert, really great show at the Budweiser stage, awesome. And uh, we went out after for uh, for some drinks as well, too. Uh, well, we got some, got some, uh, picked up some shawarma and all that, but uh, I, I always wake up early anyway, just because it works. So like, I'll just, my body just forces me up at like 7 a.m., minimum like no matter what so i just wake up everyone else is just still clonked out and i see you guys like yeah we've landed well, you know what's the move and i'm like okay like i gotta like i'm not gonna be an asshole i'm gonna get up so got up and uh went out and got some denny's but it was kind of funny because everyone else was still kind of just like slowly unraveling like waking back up and uh but uh thankfully we did find that one little french joint on dundas and they had the beer greetas which was like god those were pretty uh, good the, no the beer mosas that's right sorry the beer mosas yeah those were really good i think it was amsterdam brewing i think yeah, it was new like, yeah of, i think it was their blonde ale and yeah that yeah, was, it was a little blonde it, it was really good with orange juice that was that was a big hit and then uh yeah and then we we went to the blue jays game actually no but i i'm skipping a bit before that we went to a place beer town uh just really really yeah. downtown i think right near that was Street. cool that place that was actually a really good spot i always kind of like sometimes the toronto downtown bars if it's not like the kind of throwback places like imperial i kind of shy away from them because i just assume they're going to be bougie but that place was really good huge selection of beers it was a little bougie i will say that i get yeah fair enough but it was like packed because everyone was you know going to the blue jays yeah, game so it was like game. tons of fans there um and there was some really good beers i'm actually take, trying to find a screenshot because i took a picture of uh of the beers that i had had sampled at that place i had um i had one from a uh, side launch um i think it was just like a, a regular lager i think it was like a mexican lager uh or nice. something like that but it wasn't it was okay it was kind of plain uh but i did have one uh from cowbell as well too which we previously spotlighted which was also really good i think that one was like a sour it was very good and then i had one it was a, a belgian beer i think it was like a like uh i can't remember the name like duchess de bourgnon or something like that but it was that one was a phenomenal beverage and i, I think i was sitting beside um i can't remember if i was sitting who it was that didn't like it i think it was danny he's like i don't like this much at all and he's like, do you want it? I was like, sure. I really dug it. It was kind of like, almost like a, hard to describe, but like, not not like a mead, but it like had like a certain quality to it. It was like heavy, like a stout, but it was almost like a sour. It was very interesting beverage. Really? 
but it was very good. It was almost like a almost like a wine or like one of those like holiday ales, those like heavy like ten percent or beverages. And I, I find them quite good, so I, I really enjoy drinking that. But I also forgot to mention on the Friday uh, we went to Mascot Brewing um, briefly. Um, conveniently was um, it's sort of proximal to uh, wh- where the hotel from where we were walking. So uh, that was recommended to me from a friend saying, you know, if you're going to be near. If you're going to go to the Blue Jays game, if you're near the, near the area, you should go to Mascot. It's really good. And uh, yeah, I had a really great Mexican lager there. A really great spot. So I think at some point I'll have to try to get some of their beers. Um, but we were kind of itching to get out of there because we were, had to get to the, had to get the concert. And we were like, we got to get out of this goddamn bar. So uh, unfortunately, we didn't really do a lot of, didn't at least when I was there, we didn't do much craft beer touring because touring, like just time-wise, there wasn't a whole lot of time. Like we had the game in the afternoon. And by the time- we're the worst for planning on those kind of things. We're like, oh yeah, we can do all of this. I'm like, it's cool. we have literally 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if it's about bad for planning. It's just that you can only do it's just like anything. You always that's why I have I've started as I've as I've done more trips and stuff, I, I make less and less concrete plans because it's like yeah. you want to make like eight or nine things that you want to do. You're only gonna do a couple of them. So and it exactly. didn't help that every like just the time wise, like we went to Henderson and it opened at 10, but then it didn't oh, really actually start selling to 11. I have a fucking beef with that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, because you know, yeah. Like I fucking, I can't believe if you're going to be open at 10, sell your beer in, inside. This is like, I understand the beer store is opened at 10. Is it? I'm just kind of. Uh, yeah. Well, CDO yeah. opens at like 10 or something. Yeah. Usually. I understand that. Oh, I think, hold on. I think... Sorry, I just got a, I got an Amber Alert on my phone. Oh, everything all right? That's why I was... Yeah, I don't know. It's from, like, here all the way to Manitoba, apparently. Dangerous... Yeah, I was like... I'm like, John, I think there's a storm coming the to Ontario. Coming, a ballistic missile coming and coming. No. We, I got one recently. It was um, it was uh, over near... Almost near Gas, Gas, Gas Bay. Like, there was a... It was, like, person with a gun or whatever. Like, it was, like, a like a guy with a gun it was like stand you know you know stay home there is a shooter active shooter but it was like it was fucking 11 hour drive away in quebec i'm like why am i getting this like 11 hours away wow i guess i'll 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 lock my doors and protect myself in case he arrives at 3 a.m because it was like (laughs) in the afternoon i'm like what anyways i I feel bad because i I always rant about amber these alerts to people and then i I get people getting getting mad at me because like well this is to protect people and i'm i get that listen i get that i'm not trying to be a dick i understand amber alerts are very important these alarm alert systems are important however alarm fatigue is a thing if you inundate people with endless amount of alerts there are studies showing that people become less likely to even check them or care about them and that is a phenomenon that has happened in me if i get these blazing alerts all the time i've used to be like edge of my seat and now i'm kind of like whatever um anyways i'm not gonna i'm not gonna turn this into an old man rant episode but i don't know uh, it's like crying shit wolf yeah 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 exactly exactly um especially when it's 11 hours away like come on like uh, that's that's silly anyways um but yeah like um we didn't really have much time for beer touring not only be just because of the time frame we actually had kind of a limited time frame but also uh everyone else like the rest of my friends were all kind of a bit late so it was like more like 12 one o'clock they were just kind of getting up having lunch and so we didn't really have all a big chance to all get together until till a couple hours before the game so uh, it was kind of a bit more convenient just to head down there but nonetheless we did get some craft beer in us and i uh, got to go to the blue jays game i actually had um, a beer by uh, mill street they released a beer uh specific to the blue jays it's like a blue jays branded one that they sell at the stadium so had one of those uh pretty good 
I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to have like a, what, a $15 beer at a stadium, might as well make it kind of fun. So I will say this. I'm glad they had King cans. At least you could buy. Yeah. It was actually the, the, actual... not just a tall boy, not just a tall boy. You got a King can of Bud Light. And I was like, this needs to be a thing. Yeah. Everywhere. There, there was a lot of, I will say there was a lot of vendors and stuff available and they had regularly people coming up with like beer from the, the stairs to the, to the 500s where we were at. So it was, it wasn't you didn't there was no big lines or anything like that a little bit at the beginning but it was pretty smooth process because it was a very busy day it was the anniversary of the 92 world series teams that a big thing at the beginning but it was pretty packed and pretty busy and not only that i as i as i saw on tiktok and stuff the subways were just a shit show apparently because there was cne it was the blue jays there were multiple concerts going on i guess the the, the, the day we were there when we left it was 21 pilots but friday was the metric one there was Something else in between. I can't remember which, what, what was going on. There was Fan Expo, so people in costumes and shit everywhere. And there was also, I remember when we were downtown, we heard this big concert going on. I'm like, what's that? There was the convoy was back. So there was a Freedom Convoy going on too with trucks and, you know, uh, you know, fuck oh. Trudeau and all that. So there was a, there was a, a whole, you know, the, all of Canada was represented uh, in the city. Uh, but I, as I later I saw, I was looking at some videos on TikTok. The subways were literally like three hour delays. So it was like pack, pack, pack. So I'm really glad we didn't take the subway because we were, I was talking to my friends. I'm like, we could just take the subway and get right down to the arena. No problem. We ended up just walking and that was probably a better choice because we would have been probably like dealing with some shit there. So it worked out, but uh, yeah, it was good. We uh, got ramen, had some, had some more beers. Oh, I wanted to say that, that ramen place was phenomenal. Yeah. That was a really, and that was a really kind of fortunate spot because it, it wasn't one that I had on my list. It was just like, let's just walk and find something. And then, I think there I think was, I was a ta- lineup. Even we were to get searching in after for areas us. and it just kind of came up and it was like, yeah. And it was good because we had a big group and we're like, we're not going to get, it's a small spot. We're not going to get fuck all. And then got in. And No, just say two tables of five. Okay, yeah. We can do that. And I, I don't know. The round, I don't know what Grant said. The round was pretty hot to me. I got the extra spicy one and I was like, my mouth was like burning. And I felt Grant, it the next like the morning. eats that as a snack. Though, yeah. You know? I, that man likes his pots, hot peppers and stuff. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe he's got tolerance for it, but. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I mean, if you're in so Toronto, good. you're you're in the area where you're gonna get good ramen. You gotta you gotta get it. So it was good. And then we had some good karaoke. Had some Modelos, which is fun. We're gonna have to do like a Corona Modelo Dosakis. Uh, I remember I was like, let's do it for Cinco de Mayo. And I think this year Cinco de Mayo was literally like on a on a Monday. Like it, we would have released the episode like on it or something. And I oh, I had thought this that, year. I it was a Thursday. Yeah, like I, it would have released on it, and I thought the planet, and I just like there's too much shit going on, and it just didn't happen. I was like, all right, so maybe maybe we'll release it next year as like a little. It'll yeah. release on a Wednesday or Friday or whenever it's whenever it is this year. So or next year, we'll have to do that. But uh, but you guys, you and Al, so we we left on the Sunday. We had to go go back. We took the train back to Ottawa, and I want to say you know, via rail taking the business class train, fucking great because they just pump you full of beer and wine. It was. Uh, very very worth the worth the money we paid i mean it wasn't a whole lot more and like that you just get lots of refills and stuff uh which was which was handy because um the table that i had it was a little bit kind of bent it wasn't totally flat and so i had a gin and tonic that when we were the train was coming through fallowfield it actually hit a bit of a bump and it like dumped on me and i was like all right well i just spilled half my beverage on me and they're like don't worry they gave me towels right away like sorry 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 like we'll we'll refill you we'll be back very shortly to the, to the word within like five minutes they came back after everyone boarded and we took off again they came back got with a brand new glass refill they're like oh yeah sorry we made it a little bit too strong but that's okay they gave it to me like, 
I was like, hell yeah, we were so happy. We were having a good time. Uh, it was pretty fun because the time we got to Union by like, I guess it was like, God, I want to say we got to Union around 2, 2.30 and we were like, wow, <laughs> we got a lot of drinks in us. So we already were, we're, we're, we're going to get to our hotels. So, but it was, it was a lot of fun, but you guys on Sunday did a little bit of touring around. So you went to a few spots, correct? Uh, yeah, we met up with Alex's brother who's been on the pod before. We went to the Black Dog, Black Library. I was, Alex wanted to buy a shirt because it looks, it looks, it's like an outline of pretty much on Leon. So he was like, this is definitely needed in my life. I was like, yeah, definitely. We had, um, we had this like Mexican cerveza with lime infused in it. And it was, there was like, I mean, both of us are kind of like shaking at this point, trying to drink and whatnot. And that really, that brought me back to life. But then we also went over to, I forget where, um, Oh, we also went to Left Field Brewing. That's right. Yeah. We've, ha- we've had, we've done a couple of their beers on our podcast before. We had the, we just had seltzers there because they do their own, make their own, and they had it on tap even. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's fucking, it was only the tangerine one though that they had on tap. So I remember we drank that. Alex thought he was like rejuvenized by the life of God. And he was just like, oh, he thought this was the best. I was like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. But he thought that was like the best thing ever. I was going to say, I'm, we- I was surprised you guys were up and drinking because like we I woke up and like I was fighting for my life like that the day before in the Skydome bathroom. So, you know, I fought for my life multiple times. But like uh, a few of the folks were uh, that I was with, I won't say names, but like people were not not in good shape. And uh, the, the train ride back was pretty tough. I was uh, I had the sweats going on. You know, I. Uh, I had I had, had enough of my fill, but um, you guys were just up early and out the door and ready to go. So oh no, you guys were, oh oh child. oh no, oh contrary, <laughs> oh, oh contrary. That's his revisionist history. That's not. <laughs> I remember we went to bed. I think it was like three a.m. by yeah. the time we got back down, and I remember waking up and I remember like I either I am on a mission to either kill someone right now. Or I need to go back to bed. And Grant and Andy are all going. And I'm like, shut up. Everyone. Oh, were they awake? They're like, woo. At like 9 a.m. And I'm like, what in God's name is happening? And I was like, and I was like, get me a Gatorade before I kill you. Yeah. Because I remember oh, the God. night before going to bed, like Grant was under the influence heavily. And yeah. I can just, I had the bed to myself. And I can see him get an air mattress. I see him wandering over to me. And I was like, get the fuck away from me. I know what you're trying to fucking do right now. It was funny because Grant, I thought Grant was going to like, you know, go to bed early because he was, he was pretty out of it. And then we, I go to the, the golf place and then he shows up. I'm like, where'd you come from? He was like that brand new. It was like back the to the fucking back undertaker. <laughs> He's just like dead. And then just like, I rose from, the, from the dead twice <laughs> at karaoke. Oh, like I, I remember seeing his eyes roll into the back of his head, <laughs> and I swore I'm like, "Okay, he's like done. We'll we'll get him out of here. Don't worry about and that." He comes back he, with like soju. Like like, like, arm- no, he came back with like an arm full of beer, and I was oh, like, the Modelo, "Oh the yeah. yeah. It's like here's some soju, guys. I think it was Garrett too. Got like a bunch of soju shots, which to be fair, very tasty. It's like black licorice, light ABV. It's nice to the, the thing with sake and soju instead and kind of the the Asian kind of liquors is that they're a little bit lighter. So you can really kind of throw them back. I and, yeah. I love sake. It's a great, you get it hot. It's, it's a, it's a different, it's a, like, it's once in a while. I'm like, Oh yeah, I love having sake it comes out. It's like nice, hot. 
little shot that you take. I'm like, hmm, this tastes great. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. weird. I used to think it was weird. I'm like, why would you heat this up? And then I'm like, oh, this tastes actually better heated up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a different sensation, definitely. Uh, yeah, but overall, it was fun. Did you guys go anywhere else? You went Black Dog and, and Left Field. Did you guys have a chance to hit up any other joints? Oh, we, no, I remember I was like, we're going to, because I remember we were trying to get on an earlier flight. Yeah. And he's like, and then I'm a, I remember his brother being just like, you're not getting on that. You're fucking <laughs> high if you think you're getting on that plane. I think Pearson will really like let us say, you know, they'll, they'll do us a solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it was nice that uh, I'll let me come into the lounge with them before. Yeah. And I've never, I've never done that in my entire life. Yeah. I remember my uncle would just look at me before he'd go and be like, have fun on the outside, peasant, and then go inside. And I'd be like, oh, thanks. You could have took me in. I know you can. I guess I was like $9 Tim Hortons, like muffin, whatever, you know. Man, like it's so much worth it even to pay the whatever if you have to get in. It's cheaper to do that than to stay out there. And you have unlimited. I was like, I remember he was like, both Al and I just instantly start drinking right then and there again. Yeah, and I'm like, I have to watch myself because by the time that I land, I have to drive back to Edmonton. That's right. Yeah, but overall, it was cool though. It was good that you guys got to hit up a few spots in the uh, in the east side. Um, you know, craft beer in Toronto, even though we didn't really get a chance to tour too much, is really kind of split into two halves. There's a few spots downtown, a few spots kind of around the city, but a lot of them are congregated in the east side of town. So east of the the Don Valley Parkway, there's like Left Field, as mentioned, Godspeed, which I've had a bunch of. One of my former students. His, uh, I believe his cousin is the owner of Godspeed. So after one of the semesters, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll hook you up with a bunch of beer. And I told him one day we would do it on the podcast. So I think if we ever do on the podcast, I'll reach out to him and get him on and maybe contact his cousin or something, get him to input as well, too, because uh, got a connection there. Uh, but west side of town, there's Henderson, Bandit, Bellwoods. A lot of them are on Trinity Bellwoods. Yeah, we didn't really have much time to do a whole lot of touring around. It's It was funny. I, I mean, we were there for a weekend, but you know, you realize how much, how quickly shit you time flies by in just a day. So, but that being said, I don't know, after three days, I would have been totally fucking burned out. So I guess, you know, it was enough time. I think we'll have to save some of that for, you know, a future, future visit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. Great time overall. I'm glad oh, yeah. we all had a good time. It was fun. You know, next time we'll go to Montreal, get some French onion soup, some Molson exports. I wanted yeah. to recreate our Montreal trip when we were 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some Mulsadex, some uh, Ro- Sleeman Roos. <laughs> uh, Have some cookie dough. Yeah. <laughs> Roll a baseball bat joint in the middle of the hotel. <laughs> uh, John, I think that was like the first time I ever got high with you, too. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that would make sense timeline wise. I remember because oh, I, I remember I rolled like a fucking like a highlighter picture like a marker that's what this thing looked like and i was like oh fuck it was just we're, it's like two in the morning it's just us walking downtown montreal i'm like fuck me nobody want to care here yeah. i'm like if any I'm like, I'm like if anything i ask you don't speak french just remember that yeah. <laughs> and i remember that was the funniest thing ever yeah that'll have to be a future trip and i'll, I'll probably come back out uh visit you guys soon at some point uh maybe even next year we'll see uh timeline wise stuff like that but uh get some do some more craft beer touring uh we'll try to get some stuff posted we're, you know we have always visions of grandeur of you know we're gonna post all this stuff and then you know we were even gonna do like a, a little dpo episode when we were there and it just i was like time wise it's not gonna work with just the, too much coordination but you know it was it was it was fun nonetheless had a good time had some good craft beers um and some stuff to check out for for the future so overall it was it was a lot of fun 
but yeah, so why, why don't we get into the beers we're going to be drinking today? So why don't you tell me, Tom, what are you going to be drinking? Oh, so today I have this beer. I found this this morning. I went on my way to get breakfast because you told me like, oh, I'm going to bring on a show and tell beer. I'm like, well, okay, I'll pick up something then. I have this Tropic Escape Pina Colada Milkshake IPA from Legend 7 Brewing Company. Legend 7 Brewing Company is founded in Calgary in the Barley Belt. So if you know that area, that's where they're located. I thought this was kind one, this can. I don't know if you can see, John, but this has like a light blue and it's got some gold. As a oh, shimmery. yeah. It's like a pirate's this, like, chest Yeah, it's it. like, it's really cool. It's There's shiny. some skulls on it at the bottom. That's what got me. Yeah, and it's got kind of like whatever, a beach, like you're on a tropical beach kind of deal. Of palm trees. I think this really plays into it, but it's got the Tropic Escape. So it's, yeah, it's got like some golden, I guess, your golden pirate booty. And it's got a pineapple in there as well. This look, and I've reminded me of um, uh, Analog Brewing, the, the pineapple peach, no, the peach mango milkshake IPA. I remember oh, that yeah, was yeah. the one. That was one IPA that really kind of got me into that. Like, the non in that castle. realm. Yeah, in yeah, another that castle. That was amazing beer, too. That was a good one. Yeah, so that's what I thought this kind of would be. And I was like, oh, like pina colada. It's going to be like pineapple coconut. It's going to be yeah. like a pina colada. This is also 7% ABV. I thought this was like, oh, my God, wow. this is going to be kind of a little heavy. But still, it has like the lactose in it, making it being a milkshake IPA. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, the whole, I was like, Legend 7. So the whole thing about it is like, it's like this number seven is like a lot of things. There's like seven deadly sins. There's seven oceans. There's seven wonders of the world. You go on their website, they kind of explain how they came up with it and whatnot. Cool. It's pretty interesting. So a lot of the stuff with the other beers that they do, they kind of base it on that. Like, oh, it's like one of theirs is based off like the seven deadly sins. They have one that's based off whatever the seven prayers or whatever. Yeah, and they have one of like the seven wonders of the world. So I thought it was kind of cool. That's how, and there's like the number seven is a lot deeper than you think. You see it everywhere. Yeah, no kidding. Cool, cool. That makes it a legend. What would I you? Also what would you rate your can? So I was just say like I don't want to jump the gun too much, but like what would you rate your can then if you had to give a can? Score? I love this can. I'm giving this an eight point five. I think this is a oh, yeah. really good color scheme. I think they did the white sand, the blue sky, plus like the treasure chest and the like the reflective gold. I don't know. This thing just looks cool. Like I, it really caught my eye today. This morning, I was like, "Fuck!" I was looking around because I was trying to find. I know you brought on a stout, so I wanted to bring one as well. Oh, so then I was looking for one. I was like, "Okay, well, it's breakfast time, anyways." I'm like, and it's like <laughs> super sunny out, so I'm like, "Fuck, milkshake IPA today." There you go. Sounds good. Yeah, summer. I, that's gonna be a good one. Um, yeah. So the one I picked uh, for for this little show and tell episode, I actually bought a few of these. They've been in my cupboard for quite some time. Um, I was actually going to spotlight them on a little bonus cold shots, but um, figured do a little show and tell, just shoot the shit. You know, it's a Sunday. Why don't, why don't I try this one? Uh, it's from Tooth and Nail. It's fortified. This one is their imperial version of their uh, stout. So it's the imperial oatmeal stout brewed with coffee and chocolate. Um, I'm a big fan of Fortitude uh, Tooth and Nail stout. It's one of my favorite stouts from Ottawa. And um, Tom knows Tooth and Nail as well, too, because the last time he was in town, we, uh, we yeah. stopped at Tooth and Nail and had some of their beers. And we've done a couple of their beers before. I think Vim and Vigor with the Pilsner. Um, but their cans are cool. They have kind of this really simple silver metallic style, um, not really artful or detailed. Some of them have a little bit of artwork on them. This one doesn't really. But I do like that they have kind of little description of the beer. It's 9.5%. So it's a strong one. Uh, but a lot of their cans, most of the cans come in the small 355 milliliter sizes, which is kind of fun. Uh, that makes them pretty crushable, too. Um, but yeah, I think can wise, 
I while while it is a little bit plain, I do like their aesthetic. I like that they um, all their cans have like a really interesting look to them. They don't look like any other cans. Like I guess you could say they look kind of cheap. They look kind of industrial, but I like that about them. And I like that like a lot of other breweries now don't make cans like these, or they 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 just don't have. There's nothing else, at least here in Ottawa, that looks like them. And um, I like that they add still a lot of detail about the beer itself or information about where it's packaged and it's very legible. Um, everything else in the can, like even the sticker on the can, it feels good. And it kind of looks seamless to the aluminum of the can. Like it looks like it's all mm. one can. Uh, so it looks pretty slick. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to be a little bit high, but seven and a half. I think it's a nice can. Um, I like can. the kind of more artful cans, like the Vim and Vigor and the ones that they really have the real art designs on them. I think those ones pop more. Uh, but this one is is fine for what it's doing. And I think yeah, uh, let's uh, let's crack our bevy soon. I guess yeah. we want to crack it together. I, it's hard to crack it together because we're Zoom, so it's not going to sync up. We'll be like three, three, two, two, crack. Uh, what? Oh, it's not going to line <laughs> oh, up. Yeah. So why not? Uh, oh, we could rock paper. No, we can't even rock paper scissors. It's not going to oh, sync. Oh, don't either. even try. We tried to do that last time. We're like rock, rock, paper, paper. Didn't work out. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, why don't you? Uh, do I was going to say, I was going to say either that or pick a number between one and ten. <laughs> no, you know what, Tom? You can you can do it. Already, any ASMR? Are you ready for the surprise episode? <laughs> In the count of three, two, one, crack them! Oh, oh, this mine's a little foamy. Ooh. Now, people might be thinking, John, you're infected with COVID-19. How can you smell? How can you taste? Well, folks, I never actually lost my sense of taste and smell. I was actually going to ask you that. Yeah, that was that was one thing. I never I never lost it. So thankfully, I haven't lost or at least I don't think so. Everything so far smells and tastes as it should. So mine has like a little bit of a a kind of a chocolatey, a sweet chocolatey scent to it. I will say my taste is a little old, though, so hopefully it's not too bad. This beer looks kind of like orange juice. Looks like the beer mosa we oh, had. Oh, really? Wow. It yeah. tastes like pina colada. Mine is like the warrior to your Mario. Look at mine. Mine's dark as the night. It's very, oh. very black. I was a big Luigi person. Thank you. <laughs> you can be wall Luigi. Has like a very kind of dark chocolate scent to it. A little bit of coffee. I mean, it describes it as coffee and chocolate. I'm getting those. I mean, if I'm going, f- I guess, five C's for mine. I mean, it's it's not giving me a whole lot of like cascade effect, but very carbonated. Got a nice big head on it. Looks like a proper English Irish bevy right here. Um, very excited to uh, drink this. And I, I guess there's like a fucking helicopter overhead. You're probably getting picked up on the audio. This, whenever I open up the door window or sort of the door, I'm like, I'm gonna get fresh air. That's when I get like weird birds outside or like yeah. helicopters flying over. I don't know why it happens, but uh, I know I open my door to the outside and it's like got construction going on. I'm like, yep, this is the why. Sounds of downtown Edmonton. Some random person screaming for no reason. You're like, why? Why is yeah. someone screaming right now? Yep, it's 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 a very common thing here. <laughs> but anyhow, this the pina this thing tastes like pina colada like if you like pina colada this has a fair amount of head on it it has very good carbonation level if this thing is supercharged in my opinion i'm gonna give one quick taste this one is a very mild like mouthfeel very strong obviously 9.5 but you could have told me this was a seven percent and i'd be like sure because honestly it's very strong but the alcohol is not like Whoa. sometimes we've had these like i mean we've had fucking molson dries and labat whatever ice or i guess molson ice labat dry like eight point whatever and it tasted like mo- like fucking 
like I'm drinking gasoline out of the tap of Petro can. This tastes very nice. Very good dark chocolate taste. It, this is almost giving me what I wanted from that cookie stout we had from Dom City. Oh, really? Me, yeah, because like that one was too like metallic. It was too, it had like too much vanilla in it. This one is like less vanilla. I'm getting more of like the cookie flavor. Um, but it's I'm not getting that weird like aluminum y like metallic taste. It tastes it tastes nice. Wow. That's good. That's, I'm, I want to try that now. Yeah. Oh, man, this is great. I mean, I love Fortitude, so I kind of knew I was going to like this. And actually, truth be told, I think I've had this one a few years ago. They do kind of a release every every once a year or so in the winter season. So I think I got this one around the end of last year. So glad to know it's uh, still hold up to. It's not bad. There was a beer. I think uh, I, I love the um, uh, Whitewater. They do the peanut butter stout every kind of season. And so I had one, but it was actually from 2020, not 2021. So it was almost two years old. Or I guess at the time it was a year and a half. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have this, but I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I poured it and immediately like I taste it and it just, it was not right. It was like gone bad. I was like, oh no, it was just bad vibes. Like I, I took a step. I'm like, this is, I cannot finish this beer. It just tastes horrendous. So, mm -mm. but this is good though. I like this. What, what, how about yours so far? This is, this is a weird beer. I did not expect this. This is a 7%. You can't really taste it. It's very carbonated though for an IPA. Yeah. Like, it's supercharged like this is it tastes like almost like a carbonated pina colada that's the best way because you really taste the taste in it you don't get much hoppiness with it um the milkshake of like being a milkshake ipa you don't get as much of that cream you get some of it but i think it's because of like kind of like the coconut taste that's what i'm tasting for it this doesn't taste bad. it's just a little odd at first but it doesn't taste bad like it's pretty good that's interesting yeah uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking in my case for mine, um, very smooth. This is a 9.5. 9 I've drinking probably a quarter of this already. Like I'm, this is not a very like uh. strong to the front palate beverage, but as I'm drinking this more and more, I'm like, I can taste the alcohol at the back of my throat. Like I can really taste uh, like. On the like, back floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is very mild. I got to say, um, it, it's like giving me a very mild, like coffee, chocolate notes, not too overtly you know, bitter or sweet. It's like a good balance. It just feels very smooth. It's almost like a, like a black ale, honestly. I mean, it kind of looks like it too. Um, but I, I don't know. I, at the same time, I, 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 I think I'm a fan of it. I, I think it's, it's quite nice. It's actually giving me a little bit more supercharged than I would get with a fortitude, which I, I really appreciate. Oh man, this is, this is a good one. Yeah. That's fucking phenomenal. Well, let's say that sounds phenomenal. Have you had other legend uh, seven beers as well too? No, this literally I I even know what I'm like. I, only thing I was like I was looking at on the can I'm like where is it from? I'm like okay, it's made in Canada. That's a good start. And then I saw I'm like oh okay, it's in. We're six Calgary. five four. You know where are the other legends? Yeah, exactly. But anyhow, but I was like trying to find. I'm like okay, it's Canadian. And I'm like oh, it's from Calgary. I'm like okay, well I'll take it. I'll kind of research it afterwards. This is this is a weird beer. If you like pina colada you will love this beer. Yeah. Because it's literally like a carbonated like it's pina It's got colada. that coconut taste. Like when I think of pina colada, it's, it's like creamy, yeah. coconut, lactose kind of. Well, that's the thing. It's like because of the lactose, the milkshake, I mean, it really adds to it. I'm like, wow, oh, this man. really kind of nailed the flavor of it. I just think it's a little weird drinking it as a beer. <laughs> it's kind of like with the Spectrum beers where it's like you're getting that almost like cocktail flavor, but it is a beer. Um, I actually did a little mini soda because Alex sent me a bonus, the granny not Granny Smith, but the Green Apple Sour. 
And I liked it, but it was actually the flavor was kind of mild. I was like, it just tastes like a regular sour to me, not even much apple flavor. I was like, it was good, but I was like, I'm not really getting a whole lot of crazy flavor with this uh, that you normally expect with Spectrum. But uh, nope. yeah, uh, are you? Do you feel confident, ready to give a taste score for your beverage? Uh, yeah. Look a little apprehensive there. You're like fighting, fighting your battling your demons there. You're like, uh. always battling my demons, John. <laughs> uh, one of them tells me to go to therapy. The other one tells <laughs> it to shut the fuck up. Ha 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 ha! I'm making humor. <laughs> this I'm is put on humor. for humor. <laughs> that, this is how I deal with it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, fuck, I'll give a score then. If you're uh, fighting your demons, I'll give a score. Uh, I'm going to give this a fucking nine. I think it's great. I love Jesus. this. One of my favorite stouts. This is just a supercharged version of that. Uh, I think this, this this particular iteration that they did last year, uh, very good, very strong. But not like, we've had a, we've had some Imperial stouts where we drink them and we're like, I'm fighting for my life drinking this beer. I'm not fighting for my life drinking this. This is very good. I am almost inclined to have another one, but if I had two of these, I'd be dead. So I'm definitely not doing that, but. I, I think this is on, on when it comes to imperial stouts, this is one of the better ones I've had for sure. I really I really like this. I, I find like tooth and nail, they do a lot of these like releases of really heavy drinks, um, like usually like holiday ales or kind of seasonal ones uh, that are like nine to twelve percent, and like they're just really good. Like I don't buy them very often. I like I they're one of the closest breweries near my house, so that's kind of why I go. Uh, but really really quality effort i mean they're considered one of the better ones in the city for a reason like they do a really great job so i really dig this um anyways tom do you have a score in mind for your uh pina colada bevy uh i'm giving this a 7.5 nice this is good this is tasty i just think it's fucking weird yeah that's fair enough does that have any impact on your recommendation score too or I don't even know how to recommend this to anyone because I'm like, I'm like, if you like your pina coladas, like this is your beer. Yeah. I just think this is like, it's, oh, that's the way I could say, it. if you like pina colada, you're going to like this. If yeah, you that, don't, you're not going to like this. But other than that, like this is still tasty. It has like, if you like a chart, I know Al loves like a, like a carbonated beer. He would have probably liked this. Yeah. For recommendation, though, I'm giving this a seven just nice. because I don't really know how to recommend it. Yeah, that's 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 tough. Like, I, I think, like, if you like pina coladas, I guess it's like a big hit. But again, it's it's, it's a very specific kind of flavor. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, John. I would almost fucking continue if the song. Like, like, <laughs> like, well, if you like pina coladas. I'm getting caught in the rain. Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Actually, I I ended up on the same score as mine. I gave it a seven because again, Imperial Stout it's very specific, very strong. I I don't think it's recommendable to everyone, but I would recommend it to stout heads. I think anyone who loves stout should try this beer, if you, especially like Imperial Stouts. If you're if you don't mind alcohol or sorry beer that's a little bit higher punch higher above its punching punching higher, um, losing my words ABV wise. Um, I think you'd like this, so I, I gave it a seven as well. I'm actually not going to give it a modifier. I feel a little bit torn because I feel like. To an extent, it probably deserves it, but I feel like my score was pretty fair overall. I came up to a seven point eight, so I think I, I'm actually I kind of maybe feel like I should give it a modifier because I feel like that's a little low, but I don't know. I, I think it's a bit. Some of these imperial stouts are a bit polarizing. So, how about you though? Any mods for your uh, pina colada? No, any, mods. no mods. No mods. 
No mods, no mods. So yours, I think, comes up to, uh, I think, just slightly, slightly lower, uh, seven point six, but pretty, pretty much same as mine. Uh, but I yeah. think I can, I can live with that. Seven point six is what this beer should get. Does your beer have any social media scores? Anything on Untapped or Little Elk? I didn't even look. Yeah, mine. I tried. Uh, I actually did research for once, John, <laughs> and, and that's the only thing I didn't look off. <laughs> I actually checked mine a three point eight one on Untapped and a three point eight seven, which is eighty seven greater good on uh, on Beer Advocate. So pretty pretty good social media scores for this particular beverage, but. Uh, yeah, overall, it's pretty good. Nice. I'll I want to talk football. Too. Oh, yeah, let's oh, talk yeah. football. I want to talk starting. football. So, yeah, season starts next week. Six on Thursday. I'm very excited. And if you know me, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. That's and right. every there's a lot of change that has happened in my life, okay? A yeah, lot of change. a lot of change. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Even Al's not on the program. His team has had some crazy shit. He's got a like, lot of change. Yeah, they just, signed, they just signed Russell Wilson for five years. For a lot of money, too. Yeah. So Russell Wilson's there. Russell, uh, Austin, yeah. Russell Wilson. Big dangerous. 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 They're letting him cook. Know. He's fully cooking. He's gonna cook. Yeah, let Russ cook. Oh God! I, and, this is. I'm very conflicted because I'm like, I like to see him do well. You know, they're playing against Seattle. That's right. The yeah. Monday nighter. That's the Monday nighter. This coming up, and I'm like, kind of. I'm like, I want to see him win, but I don't think Russell Wilson is as good as he used to be. I mean, I watched. I'm, I mean, I'm an, again. I'm a Rams fan. Uh, you know, show him. So I'm a Rams fan. No big deal. I won the Super Bowl last year, but I've been. I've watched <laughs> the do. NFC West. I've, you know, I regularly watch NFC West games. Seattle for many years has been, you know, one of the best teams in the NFC West. Russell Wilson was not very good last year. Granted, he was injured for the first half. Yeah, I think he had like a broken hand or he yeah, hurt his finger. hand. And Geno Smith came in, but frankly, Geno Smith kind of outplayed him um, for most of the the last bit of the season and like Russell Wilson came back and frankly, wasn't really that great, all that great. Um, but I, I mean, at the same time, sometimes the context switch can, can help a quarterback. I mean, last year, Matthew Stafford goes to from Detroit to LA and he's totally unlocked, but even here he had his own struggles, you know, he was a bit injured, a little bit banged up. So I, I don't know. It will remain to be seen if, if Russell can kind of replicate last year's what, what Matt Stafford did. And I, you know, going back for that, it's like Peyton Manning was for the model coming to Denver and, you know, that offense in 2013, just blowing up with, what was it Eric Decker, Demarius Thomas, rest in peace, yeah. and all, Wes Welker, all the guys they had, they were just lighting teams up every game. So it'll be something to see if, if that happens this year. And uh, obviously with your team in Pittsburgh, a lot of changes. So it's kind of exciting though, because I know, no, no big Ben, but new quarterback situation, new top stadium rookie, name, top, yeah, <laughs> top rookie receiver. And, you know, Coach Tomlin's never had a losing record, I don't think. So, you know, he's never. had a pretty good run. So it'll be interesting to see it's, how. I'm very curious to see how things play out. And Cleveland looks like they're going to shit the bed because of their whole situation. So. Oh, so I have a I had a fun thing about this. Minus, like, just the Cleveland whole thing and whatnot. But I met up with a friend last night, and he we did 17 prop bets that we do between each other. Oh, wow. So they'll have a do. It's 100 bucks a bet, though, for each category. So at the end of the season, it's just based over the season, though, that we had. And I put on saying that Seattle would have the worst record in the NFL. And then I put on that the Cleveland Browns would not make playoffs, but Carolina would. But Baker Mayfield wouldn't be the comeback player of the year. 
Interesting. That's a very complicated fucking bet. Mm-hmm. No, those are three different bets. <laughs> okay. okay, I was like, if this is all the same ticket, like that's a that's you better oh. be winning like three million or something. That's a lot of a lot no, of shit going on. It's se- it's seventeen hundred that I win if I get everything right. Oh, okay, cool. But it's just a profit that we do between the two of us. And I had one where there's going to be there's going to be a field goal that's going to result in a double doink in a miss. Yes. I said that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen again this year. And then I said one. I said Dallas will have a losing record. And I said Buffalo will have the best record in the regular season. That's right. I mean, that's possible. But everyone's picking Buffalo to to pull it off. I'm going to put some headgear on. Don't mind me. (laughs) Don't mind me. I just won the Super Bowl last year. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the Rams, let me talk about my team for a bit. Uh, Had a pretty good year last year. Uh, First time ever got to see my team win a championship. So that was pretty fun. I got to say, though, I don't want to sound like, you know, I told you so or confident, but like I thought, honestly thought the Rams were going to win the Super Bowl pretty much all year. I just like had a feeling that they just, it just like even the playoffs, like other than that one moment where they fucked up against Tampa, where it looked like Tampa was going to pull it off. And they like from the skin of their teeth throws the Cooper cup to get that catch with like fucking 80 yards. Yeah. Like other than that part, I was freaking out a little bit there. And they actually during the Super Bowl, I was freaking out considerably when they, uh, we're struggling a bit, but even the Super Bowl, they were down, but they were like the thing with football is like, especially in today's football with the offenses, the way the offenses go now is like you could be down like two scores with like more than two minutes left to go, and you're like you, you can still win. It's like like the Rams were down, I think like a two play two 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 scores, and it was like the game still they still got like 15 minutes. Like I, there's plenty of time to to come back, and so I never really felt like they were that out of it, and then. Of course, when they got that touchdown and then were able to hold on, pretty great. So, yeah, the my my favorite team last year got to win. Very exciting. The big thing this year, of course, uh, is, you know, are they going to run it back? There was rumors that McVay was going to go to Amazon. There was rumors that uh, Aaron Donald was going to retire after the Super Bowl. Didn't happen. The whole gang's back, uh, except Odell may or may not be coming back. Who knows? Apparently, I was reading today, he uh, – he called Cooper Cup and said, I'll be back December 4th. So I don't know how true that is, but uh, there's rumors he might come back. Who knows? The team's pretty much the same. They lost uh, Whitworth, uh, Andrew Whitworth. I have a, I actually think there's a possibility Andrew Whitworth will come back. I mean, I have no way of saying that, but. No, no, no. I disagree with that. I do really not do? think he's coming. Yeah. I, I could see a scenario where he comes back because the offense, offensive line is their biggest weakness and they just lost their top. Uh, the guy they drafted, Logan Russ or whatever, or Bress, I can't remember his name, but he he got injured. He's out for the season. And if, if the offense struggles, I, I think there's a there, – I, I could see Whitworth. I mean, the guy is still pretty good shape. Granted, last year he was a little bit lower than his usual prime, and he's, you know, pushing, what, 41, 40? He won. He won. That's what matters. He won. Check out. Don't I don't know. If back. the team is, like, 10 and 1 and, like, their offense offensive line has an opening – and he's like bored at home with his kids. I could see him coming. Maybe, back and like, maybe. That's, like that's what like, I mean. Doubtful. Like, it would be like a Scott Scott Niedermeyer scenario where he's like, "Yeah, I'm retired, but like I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll come back in like January." And then like misses thirty games okay. and then shows up out of nowhere, like you know when he's bored. Scott some of Niedermeyer. The, some of these guys are just like, "I want to be at home with my family," and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I I don't like my family. <laughs> I don't know." But Whitworth seems like a very nice guy. But like, okay. some of these guys like their life is football. Like look at the Tom Brady scenario. I don't want to get all gossip TMZ, but yes, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out more about this. Oh <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been all in the gossip. It's his family life. He like promised his wife he was going to retire and, and Giselle was going to have like 
her time to like her career because I knew she's a model and she's she's what 40 41 like she's still actively a model I think she just recently did a I don't follow model news much but she was at some uh recent walk the catwalk somewhere she wants to you know prioritize her career recently because she's been kind of on the downswing and I guess that's that's I heard that's one of the reasons why Tom Brady uh kind of left and came back and all that and he said you know what I'm 45 you got shit, got shit going on also Tom Brady man he's got some serious he's had a lot of work put on him you know the last few years with his plastic surgery that guy looks like Kendall now do I look pretty like mother <laughs> I don't want to shit on him like look at me I look like a fucking caveman and I'm like shitting on these model-esque man so I don't know but I was going to say but I heard that Giselle left him hmm like left left for sure so I was talking to my football friend yesterday and he was like no like that's why you miss also 12 days of camp is like because giselle just fucking left and he's like you didn't want it he's like you're supposed to fucking retire and here you yeah. are back and he's like she's like fuck this she went to costa rica living in their house there oh wow <clears throat> damn sorry i just of... kind of choked i choked on a pretzel oh um, pulled a pulled a george w what was it was it bush who choked on a pretzel? <laughs> yeah george bush choked on a pretzel still my favorite president <laughs> wait senior or junior junior oh yeah <laughs> still my favorite <laughs> there's no one God, saying down bad. texas that <laughs> fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame up shame shame up See, you can't fool me again <laughs> See what the terrorists are doing we're just playing peekaboo right now killer <laughs> i don't know i was like nine years old i didn't know nuclear nuclear was over nuclear until Bush. Everyone's like, well, actually, it's nuclear. <laughs> I don't know. I used to laugh. Oh, Bush. Remember when he I was the worst him. president of all time and then next guy and the next guy? Every every generation has their worst ever, you know, the cycle. And they always get rehab rehabilitated, you know. We're about five years from seeing Trump on, like, Tonight Show. You know, he's going to come back. They're going to rehab him, you know. They're going to bring all these guys back. Dancing well, no, with the stars. Him. Yeah. Well, no, I thought he used to be hilarious. He was just like, "We're going to defeat the evildoers." And he's like, "Now watch this drive." Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> like man, this guy's now the best. This, <laughs> this guy is the best. Oh, the neocons. The what an end. What an era. Oh, good old, good old Cheney. What an era. Anyways, I was thinking, um, you know, because we have my my fantasy league, uh, the Bob Ross Football League, is drafting today, today, and. uh you know, I was thinking, uh, why don't we go through, I was thinking maybe even A to Z. Let's go through uh, the teams. We can just ch- chat about them, what we think, how they're going to do. Okay, cool. And maybe we yeah, can yeah, identify yeah. Uh, maybe a fantasy player or two that people should be, because uh, I think when mm. this comes out, I'll probably edit post this soon. This will come out as people are getting ready to kind of, at least for more casual fantasy players, start the league. I was going to say, so start up by Sunday, so. This, uh, this segment of the show is called Domestic Players Only. You can watch the Hell podcast yeah. following. <clears throat> this is what I've dreamed about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, follow, uh, use promo code DPO on FanDuel. That's uh, yeah. DPO. <laughs> yeah. On FanDuel. On DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah. Yo, monkey knife fight. Like, who the fuck has time for this shit? Like, come on. It's just for, like, sad 
men who like don't have any fucking hobbies or just like want to burn all their uh-huh. fucking capital. Yes, that's fucking... right. Yeah, totally. Uh, anyways, please gamble responsibly if you're going to do that shit. Please, for the love of God, don't uh, blow your savings. Um, you can always go to GA, Gamblers Anonymous, if you need any help. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've now been to, it's I've been legal to a gamb- in Canada. It's just like it's yeah. ubiquitous. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been to a Gamblers Anonymous meeting before. It's kind of funny. Not gonna, not going to lie. <laughs> because Everyone's i remember like, they what's were all... the line <laughs> well no because i remember people were triggered by the change machine that was in the vending machines outside going cleaning and they were all like no stop it. everyone's like it ain't me it ain't me i'm the yeah. fortunate one it's like yeah. well, it's like i'm back in the in the race paddies or something anyways um i was gonna go alphabetical order i'm looking on the score and it's all jumbled up but Wing. so Wing i guess arizona so we're starting would not it would it not be uh, Atlanta AT? Yeah, it'd be Atlanta. Yeah, okay, let's uh, let's Falcons. start. Let's start Falcons then. All right, Falcons. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay, hold on. I'm putting up my laptop for this now. But for Falcons, I don't think they're going to do great. Like, well, since yeah. Matt Ryan now left, they have Julio Jones is left. What's yeah, left in Atlanta? Well, their quarterback situation. They drafted Rid, Rid, Ritter, who I think was a little bit of a reach, and they got Marcus Mariota, who, although has been getting a lot of buzz, is like a good backup. I don't. I mean, he wasn't that great in Tennessee. Um, I mean, he didn't really show the stuff that he can be, you know, a real true number one quarterback. I think, you know, coming out of college, he was a very hyped prospect. A lot of people thought he was going to be like a, the next great quarterback, and he never really panned out that way. A good running quarterback, I think, but. And I, and even worse, Calvin Calvin really kind of got screwed over. Their wide receiver he got suspended for the year. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson only eleven games, so you know, make of that as, as what you will. But uh, Kyle Pitts obviously the big focal point of their offense. I think if you're drafting Atlanta, I always try to stay away from like bad teams. But sometimes you know, bad teams you can find value in certain positions. They're going to be throwing the football a lot. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a top tight end. You don't want to reach on tight end, but if he's available and it's a good spot, I, I think he's a good player to go for. Well, that's that's probably your best bet if you're picking someone out of Atlanta is Kyle Pitts. I remember when you remember TikTok had the thing like you had to create your own dream team for fantasy league. Everyone, if you got a back team came up, everyone Kyle Pitts. Yeah, definitely. And running backs interesting because Cordero Patterson last year kind of broke out. He was really good. And so can he replicate that again this year? I mean, I think he's a really talented athlete, so I'd say so. I'm kind of interested in Damian Williams. I mean, I'm not really putting much stake in him, but I think uh, he's shown his stuff before. He was a Super Bowl champion. Like, I think he's someone who, you know, he was away after the, you know, after the Super Bowl year, COVID, he kind of took some time away. I'm kind of interested to see him kind of emerge because I think, uh, I, I think if he makes the team, he could be someone uh, that could could get, could get some reps. And, you know, as the fantasy season goes on, what we see in these leagues is that, you know, injuries build up. Sometimes you're just looking for someone who's going to be good matchup opportunity. Um, so he's someone I'd kind of be interested in. But otherwise, Atlanta, I'm not really all that focused on them. Again, no Matt Ryan. Um, it seemed like last year they had some pretty good luck. They weren't really that great of a team, but they seemed to just, like, win games. Like, they were surprisingly competitive. I, I just think looking at the teams, Carolina's a lot better. Uh, Tampa Bay is still Tampa Bay and uh, New Orleans. They got a healthy Jameis. They got uh, Mike Thomas back. I think they're going to be a better team too. And Alvin Kamara didn't get suspended either. So he's there. Um, So it's a competitive division. They're probably the worst in that division. So I'm usually probably not drafting guys from the worst team in the division, but I think, yeah, I think probably you could probably agree to Pitts is probably the guy there. 
that's the very i'm looking at just seeing rankings even then that's like your best bet if, especially if you're trying to find like a tight end that you want to fill in like that's kind of what you would definitely go for yeah so i guess uh, that that's atlanta so next one up's arizona a team that uh, got spanked by la in the, the quarter round um not surprising oh, though a lot of people there was a lot of people saying arizona was going to beat la and i'm like do you not mm. watch the games because like arizona just seemingly couldn't get one over us and uh you know what they've had kind of a tough summer you know they're a lot of they got a lot of slack for losing the playoffs they at one point they were the top man in the, that in the yeah FC, that team was kind of like crazy and then kyler murray you know the contract situation that's been but i mean this i think people are starting to really kind of over hate on kyler murray because the guy is a talented quarterback and he's a good guy i don't know totally about the running back situation i know james connor had an amazing year last Let's year say. but he's been injured before um I think he's someone that you should be a little bit careful on drafting. Um, but I think Marquise Brown, he was a big pickup for them. I think he's going to be their guy. Dondre Hopkins is not around. He's suspended. Uh, AJ Green's getting up there in age. I like a lot of their receivers. I think they've got some talented guys. I've, I've been a big Andy Isabella guy. I like uh, some of the talent they have in their depth on their receiving core. But uh, and, and Zach Ertz is there, too. That was a big pickup from them, too. From, oh, from that's right. That'd be really good then. But I think Marquise Brown is getting kind of forgotten. I think like people are Hollywood Brown is whatever. I think he has the same kind of psychological as his cousin. I don't trust him. I just don't. Like the shit that he's already pulling in the off season, I'm like, this is like the the family gene. It's happening. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look Don't for get it. me wrong, he's gonna be good, but there's gonna be bullshit that's gonna happen this season with him. I think it's tough because the NFC West, I think, I mean, Seattle's going to take a big step backwards, I think. And I think Arizona, you're probably looking at them as either the third or second team in that division. They were really good last year at some parts. They had the Cliff Clingsbury, that offense. They seemed to really click. Um, it's going to be a question mark to see how some of the guys, you know, perform on the team. But, um, you know, even a guy like Rondale Moore is someone who's been in that system. He was a kind of a really hyped up prospect when he came in. Uh, but I don't know. To me, I'm looking at Marquise Brown. I see value there. What do you think, Tom? Who's your guy? If James Conner can stay healthy, I say draft him. That guy did wonders for me in Pittsburgh. It's just that if he he goes hard, that's yeah. the thing. And by the way, when running backs go hard and they go too hard, that's where they get fucked up. That's true. This is off, kind of a little veering off, but like Saquon Barkley, for instance, great running back gets got injured, and now he's back this year. And I said. And he's like, I'm going to fuck people up. I'm like, bro, you have that fucking mentality now that you're going to fuck up people. You're going to get fucking rocked. You already got <laughs> fucked up two seasons ago. That fucking you missed the season and a half. Now you're wanting to come back and be like, oh, I'm fucking better than ever. Like, no, you're not. Just yeah. fucking do what you usually do. But you're going to, like, that's what I'm saying. You're going to get fucking rocked then. But yeah. I think if James Conner can stay healthy he's gonna do wonders that guy's a lot of heart that guy beat fucking cancer for fuck's sakes that's true yeah and yeah he was good that one i think that he had he had some good he had some good times in pittsburgh it seemed like well, I, I, when i drafted him it was like his worst year i'm like god i was like ah oh, he's gonna be the guy and it just like didn't work out and that could be tough well sometimes. like this is when like levon bell had like the franchise tag which i don't blame him for yeah and he was like i don't want to fucking play anymore you can fucking have whoever next and now we'll get Levon Bell. Yeah. But yeah, but James Conner stepped up <laughs> and was like, was just like, all right, cool. I'm run I'm RB1 now. And he fucking dominated. Yeah, true. 
in a running game, like especially in Pittsburgh, like they're a fucking run football team. All right. So All yeah, right. next. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm, because like the list I have is a little bit jumbled up, so I'm just putting on teams. So so we did Arizona, we did Atlanta, we did Arizona. Up next, I got Baltimore, a team that has a lot of interest. Um, a lot of guys. I mean, last year they got really uh, screwed over because they had their two top two running backs both went down for the season. Gus Gus Williams went down. Sorry, Gus Edwards went down, and J.K. Dobbins. I have a J. I'm a J.K. Dobbins dynasty owner. I'm very very interested to see how he does. However, they're surprisingly not featuring J.K. Dobbins to start. Uh, they have Mike Davis there. Um, they have Kenyon Kenyon Drake there. It seems like early season, those guys might actually have some value. Um, obviously, Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of talk about his you know contract. He wants to get an extension. I'll just say, I'm thinking he's going to get traded. That's my fucking. Well, you're a Tyler Huntley guy. You think they're going to trade Lamar and go with Tyler Huntley or? Or do something. They have to. I guess he's already like liking other people's other teams. Like fucking, he's following like other teams on Instagram. Like yeah. this is like things that you want to do to be like, yeah, hey, I want to get fucking traded. True. True. I mean, looking at the receiving core, Brown's gone. I, I think a guy like Devin DuVernay is like a guy that I think is probably going to be their guy. It's tough because I think like with Lamar Jackson, when he's really on, if you're looking for running backs, he takes a lot of touches and opportunities, score opportunities away from their guys. So, uh, but that being said, I think like running back situation, it's so muddy that sometimes it might be good for value. I'm again, I'm a, I still am a J.K. Dobbins truther. I think all things considered, everyone's healthy. I think he's the best guy there. He showed out of college in last year that or two years ago, rather, that he can be an all-star running back. And I am happy to take a stab at him. You're probably not going to get top production week one, week two, week three, maybe even. If you can get him as like a third running back, you're willing to kind of like slot him on the bench or maybe as like a as like a, as a, um, a dual guy, maybe. But uh, otherwise, I don't know. I think Lamar Jackson's the guy you probably obviously target, um, but at the same time, um, I, I tend to personally, as a rule, I don't really reach on quarterbacks. It's not really my thing. Like I'll happily just like take a guy later. Um, but if you want to reach Lamar Jackson, it's a good option too. I want to say Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, how can I forget Mark? One of the best tight ends. Yeah, Mark Andrews is a stud. He's a top tight end. Top go, five tight end. I want to say if you want to draft a tight end, like we yeah. said in the earlier before Kyle he's gonna, Pitts, he's going to Mark feast. Andrews. He's a good opportunity Mark to be the top tight end yeah. this year for sure. Good, good pick. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And actually, I, I think. Go, uh, Sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, Mark Andrews. I should, I'm like, I went J.K. Dobbins, but I think Mark Andrews is uh, probably the best player on that offense for sure, other than Lamar. Uh, he's Our guy's good. The, he's gonna be the guy. Um, up next, um, I hope I got this right. I believe it's Buffalo, and I mean, yeah, a team that's oh. getting all sorts of praise. Um, you yeah. know, a team that lost the playoffs, but is being appointed the label as like the hey, best team. That okay, I want to touch on that game. That's what changed the overtime rule in playoffs was because them against Kansas City. Yeah. Buffalo should have won. I don't care what anyone would say. No, fucking Kansas City. I'm like, that's bullshit. They should have won. That was a weird playoff and run because I can't. The next next game, Kansas City should have beat Cincinnati, but had one of the all-time worst second halves and lost. It's like it was such a weird kind of playoffs overall on on that side of the the conference but i mean buffalo rightfully so is getting a lot of buzz great quarterback josh allen proved that he's the guy he's amazing no doubt there that's stefan diggs they got stefan diggs the receiving core is amazing i like uh hey i didn't realize they got Tavon austin what a throwback but they got to uh, gabriel davis someone i think is really good as well too 
Um, Dawson Knox was good at tight end last year. Um, they got they got some pretty good talent there. Um, JJ Crowder's there. Sorry, Jamison Crowder's there as well too. Uh, running backs. I mean, everyone's looking at like their usual suspects, Devin Singletary mostly, but James Cook is getting a lot of attention. He got drafted. He's a a guy who has a very good opportunity to be the guy. Good. Um, they got Duke Johnson there. I mean, I feel like I've been a all long time Duke Johnson truther. I always like draft him. I used to draft him all the time, thinking he was going to be the guy in Cleveland. And I don't know. I, I think he's talented, but I think you're. I feel like a lot of people are going to. I feel like James Cook. Everyone's going to like James Cook's going to be the guy, and then Devin Singletary's going to have like a thousand yards rushing. Like, don't don't overthink it, folks. Um, but I think receiver wise, I'm very fascinated by Gabriel Davis. He looked very good, very underrated, good young receiver. He has a chance to really blow up. If that offense takes off receiving-wise, he could mm-hmm. be huge for them, and he's probably going to go, like, round seven, eight, like, lower. Could be good value there. Obviously, you got the big stars, Josh Allen, all that, but to me, Gabriel Davis is a guy I'm really fascinated by. Definitely. After Buffalo. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, only thing I wanted about was either Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. Those are yeah. going to be like if you can get those, Josh. I think Josh Allen is going to be fucking phenomenal. If you're drafting a quarterback, like you're going to do like that, like right off the hop, get. I want to say get him. Yeah, this guy's got a lot of heart. I think he's going to do well again, especially with the new season. I think, especially from again, like I was saying, from like the overtime loss, he's going to definitely have something to prove. Yeah, that's. I think that's. I think that's fair. I think he's going to be like, he's going to be definitely like the guy there and he's gonna he's gonna have a good season i think he's just a, an extremely good talent and a, a team that i'm interested in is carolina like carolina's next one up oh they've got a lot of i find teams that have a lot of changes and shit they can be sometimes a very good opportunity for drafting certain players i mean i'm honestly a big i've always been a big baker mayfield fan i think he's good he's just always been injured and last year he was just he was fucked up and injured he didn't play good he's in the but i at the same time i think their coaching is terrible like i don't believe in that yes. They were kind of a shit show last year, so I don't know. I, I do like uh, Christian McCaffrey's healthy, but how long is he going to be healthy for? The team has a that, lot of. It's such a it's such a gamble with him. Yeah, like I was saying with like with James Conner, I'm like, oh, if he's healthy, I'm like Christian McCaffrey's like, if he's healthy, yeah, you're good, but he's gonna get injured again. Yeah, I I do think like uh, DJ Moore is healthy. I think DJ Moore is going to be kind of the receipt, the guy. I think he's a all around I was gonna say, yeah, I agree with that. I'll give definitely DJ Moore, especially with Baker coming now into this, someone that could at least somewhat throw the football and like yeah. Sam Darnold doesn't see fucking ghosts on the field. Yeah, and I think there'll be opportunities because like Lavishka Chanot just got traded there. I think he's gonna be a guy in the second or third role. But I think like Ian Thomas is a tight end, is gonna be underrated. Good value guy. I think a bot later round guy. He actually had some good games last year. Um, he's a guy, if I'm like waiting on TA to tight end, I find that either tight end, I go really early and pick like a stud or I just fucking say, fuck it. And I wait till the end of the draft and take, take a guy. If I'm waiting, wait till the end of the draft and Ian Thomas is there. I'm taking him for sure. Cause I think like, he's going to be a guy who will get good, good targets. He's going to be like a third or fourth in targets every game. And I, I, you want that, you know, tight end, ultimately you're drafting for targets. You want a guy who's going to get touches, who's going to get opportunities to score. And that's going to be him. So yeah, Ian Thomas. And then of course, uh, DJ Moore, and as mentioned, Baker as quarterback. You got some good options there. And now we're on to Cincinnati, and we're uh, talking the team, the defending uh, AFC champions. On to Cincinnati. A you know team that. Ranked... Sorry, go on. No, no, you go on. A team that is what, John? Well, a team that lost in the playoffs at the Super Bowl. 
I think got exposed a little bit as being, you know, people said, you know, they've got some holes and I think for all things considered, they really off season targeted their weakness and they overall, the team is as a whole is still back. And I mean, Joe Burrow has been getting a lot of attention, you know, next, he's the next big elite quarterback. Um, but I mean, they've got a lot of really good weapons on the team and receiver. I like, Joe Mixon. yeah, well, Mixon. Sorry, John, go on. I interrupted. Well, I was going to say T. Higgins, but I just realized T. Higgins got injured, right? Or I think recently got injured. Is he is he coming back, or is he like is he out long term? Because I like uh, T. Higgins. I think Higgins is, is back. Yes. Okay, because like I like T. Higgins. Um, if he's back, but I, I sometimes when guys are injured during training camp and they're kind of on and off, it's kind of a red flag. But Tyler Boyd is a good option. He's been historically really good for them. I mean, he's no Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going to go by like by pick nine. He's going to be gone. Everyone's going to pick him. But like. Tyler Boyd or Higgins getting those guys like Tyler Boyd has given you really good value. Even T Higgins gave good value. Tyler Boyd might be the guy I might be looking for. Hayden Hurst too, a tight end. That's the guy I'm looking for too. Cause you're going to, the, the top guy's going to go like first round or early first round. And then Joe, Joe Burrow's going to, someone's going to overdraft pick Joe Burrow. There are good, like good weapons there on that team. And they're, you know, good offense like that. They're going to be able to support multiple guys. I'm not investing a whole lot to Cincinnati because I think they're getting, overdrafted a bit because they're the defending you know afc champions um but they're 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 a good team and i'm you know i'm fascinated to see how they do i think this is gonna be a running back year that's the only reason why i'm going with joe mixon yeah and i mean to be fair he was good last year and even samaji Perine got a few, few touches here and there so he you might see him feature a bit too and he's a good uh kind of uh running back for for touches And I think up next is uh, Chicago. And I mean, oh. I'm, not, I'm not drafting any really Chicago players, except I guess maybe Mooney. Mooney's going to get drafted a bit. Um, who else in their team? God, there's not a whole lot of guys there. I really like am that. Into Chicago is going to suffer. They're going to get yeah. Montgomery. I remember I drafted him as my yeah. running back too. And I remember being like, this guy was like good one game. He had one yeah. good game and that was it. And I was like, was it worth it? I got. I think I picked him up like tenth round or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of hype for like Khalil Herbert, but the, the problem I have is like it's not a good team. So like your people are like gonna get hype about drafting this like this rookie running back is gonna be the guy, but it's like you're gonna end up with a rookie running back on like a team that's like twentieth to thirty second. It's not gonna give you. It's not gonna give you a lot of good production. Um, so drafting wise, I don't know if I'm drafting anyone from Chicago. Again, I think Mooney. If it's you know if the opportunity's there, I'm probably gonna pick Mooney because I think he's really good talent. And Cole Komet as well, too, as the tight end, I think, as well. Um, they're going to get touches. Um, I'm probably not really drafting any of the running backs, though. I, I think I'm staying away from that scenario. What about you? Yeah. That's their best rank for fantasy league right now is fucking Montgomery. And yeah. I was like, that's not saying much because that guy's not going to get you points. Like, you say Mooney, you're better off probably get, drafting Mooney over him. Yeah. And getting a better running back. Like I said, this is going to be a running back year. I'm probably going to say this throughout this fucking episode. Yeah. And I think uh, let's, uh, I guess moving on then, because I, I mean, I don't have much more to say about Chicago. Cleveland, a team that's been a total dumpster fire this summer with all the shit that's going on. But I think they're getting a little bit underrated. They, I, I do think Brissett can, can, you know, be productive. He showed it in Indy. They've got a lot of guys that I think, depending on how things mix up, could be useful. Nick Chubb is a good floor. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to rush. I mean, he's an injury risk, I guess, but he was pretty good 
a little bit last year, but he got kind of got overdrafted a bit. If the offense was better, if the quarterback situation was better, I'd feel more confident in him. But I do think um, the receiving course is interesting because they have a big turnover. Uh, the big they've got some key guys that you know af- after their sort of main option, Amari Cooper, it's a little bit wide open. Uh, rookie David Bell. You have Don- Donovan Peoples Jones, who I think is probably the number two guy right now at receiving. You got Anthony Schwartz there as well too. I'm looking at their tight ends. I'm think David and David and Joku is going to be a really good option. Opportunity to be a top five tight end this year, top ten tight end. Joku will be all right. He's one of those guys you can get at the bottom of the draft. So if I, he's a guy like I, I have for sure, I'm going to be targeting. If it's bottom of the draft, David and Joku's there. I want to, I want to hit on him for sure. Uh, but who knows? This might not be a very good team. So it's at the same time you might not. It's one of those guys where you feel like a genius for drafting him, and then he gets a lot of touches, but then gets like two yards. touchdowns in the first like six games. You're like, well, this was a waste of time. <laughs> like um, there's better guys in the wire, wire week to week by matchup, you know. So it might be one of those situations. What What's do you think? Forget, Nick Chubb. Oh yeah. Well, again, like Nick Chubb, it's like the offense sucks. So it's like, how, how are again, they going to do? I'm saying it? though, I'm saying if you're going to again a running back year, this is yeah. a pretty good running back. Nick Chubb definitely fucking proved himself. If you can't, if I'm saying if you can't get this, in my opinion, I would take others over him. But it's still if that's a definitely an RB two you want to keep on your team. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. Then uh, I think it's going to be a good. He's going to be a good option for them. But uh, anywho, that's Cleveland. Then and moving on, we got everyone's favorite team, America's team, Dallas Cowboys. I'm Shut a, the I, fuck up. I'm a Michael Gallup dynasty owner. He's back. He's healthy. I'm smashing on Michael Gallup as a receiver. He's going to be the number two guy. He's going to be a huge opportunity there. Key guy to draft. I really like uh, the running back situation. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, people are fading him. He's going to be pretty good, but I mean, Tony Pollard does have no, he's not. There. No, he's not. He's not going to be good. Okay. Well, okay. He's going to have opportunity there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I think Michael Gallup, I'm a big Michael Gallup truther. I think Michael Gallup's going to have a good opportunity. I'll give you that. And James Washington. Well, is James Washington injured? I think he's got, is he on the IR? Yeah, he's fucked. He's got a uh, broke his foot. I, I didn't realize he broke his foot. Oh, no. James Washington was a, is a good receiver, but they still have fucking, um, C.D. Lamb, I think he's still going to be whatever. You're your fucking RB1, in my opinion. Or sorry, WR1. That's yeah. a great wide receiver to have. You just have some fuckhead throwing to him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, C.D. Lamb's obviously the guy people are going to be drafting a lot. I, I had a, I had him in a lot of my leagues last year. He's a great receiver. And, and then he was splitting with Amari Cooper. Now he's the guy. But that's why I say... Do not pass up. Do not do not sleep on Michael Gallup because if he's healthy, if he's ready to go week one, which is very possible, and apparently he's been really good so far at camp, he's a guy that could go like round seven onward, and he's going to put up like eight hundred yards plus, and you don't want to miss up miss that opportunity. So I like him as well. And that brings us to Denver, I think Al's team. He's not here to yep, talk about these guys. But they've got they've had a lot of injuries in the receiving course. A lot of guy key guys are gone. Um, Tim Patrick's done for the year. Um, they have a few other guys that have gone down. I think was well, Jerry Judy healthy because I thought he was injured. But that's what I was saying. You have Jerry Judy, but they also have Javante Williams. Yeah, and it seems like Javante Williams now is getting more of the. It looks seems like he's going to be kind of more of the guy. Uh, but still, I feel like last year it was kind of a split. So I don't know if they're going to go with the same thing. Um, Javante Williams, the guy, I have a dynasty, so I'm hoping that he gets it because he's a good talent. He's a good long-term guy, uh, but receiving core, I love 
Cortland Sutton. I think it's going to be really good. I, but everyone is everyone's favorite guy. Everyone's smashing the draft button on Albert O. I think uh, he at tight end could be a very good opportunity. I know he actually got injured in the preseason, so it kind of remains to be seen if there's something worse there, but he could be a very good option. Um, he's one, again, he's one of those guys end of the draft. If he's available, I'm taking him for sure. Him and like Njoku are kind of the guys I'm hoping to target. So, um, but they're going to be an interesting team to watch, you know, with Russell there, they're going to be presumably throwing a lot of balls. That means like KJ Hamler. That means Cortland Sutton. That means Alberto. That means Jerry Judy. These guys will get an opportunity to catch balls. So could be a good offense. I'll give, yeah, I'll give you Sutton. I would draft Sutton. Yeah, I think Sutton. If I had to pick there. one from, from, from Denver, I could take Sutton. Exactly. And now we're on to Detroit. <laughs> and Detroit was obviously terrible last year, but they're an interesting team because I think their overall team has improved and they've got guys that weren't totally terrible, notably – DeAndre Swift running back. I was just going to say, DeAndre Swift is the only player that I would ever drop him. Um, He's obviously, I think he's going to be a possibly elite running back this year, depending on how their team does. They brought in DJ Shark. He's a a good talent. But last year, it was really all about Amon Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't know if he can recreate it this year. TJ Hawkinson is obviously an elite talent, a tight end. I think if he's on a better team, he would be like kind of getting Gronk comparisons. But I don't know. I, I think I, I like him though. I think he's got a good floor. I like TJ Hawkinson, but he's one of those guys that like the time to draft TJ Hawkinson was like three years ago, like when no one really cared about him. It was like, Oh, this guy's amazing. But it seems like now he's a really hyped guy. So he's going to go kind of like too high. And um, I don't know. I'm not a Jared Goff guy, but he actually wasn't too terrible last year. He gave some value. He's going to throw the ball around. So um, and this offense, I'm probably like not drafting really anyone, but I am if, if DeAndre Swift is there, I'm definitely smashing on that. Wouldn't be a bad idea to pick him up. That's all I'm saying. But other than that, there's really nobody else under Swift. Yeah, exactly. And you now can go we're to not... sleep at that point. Yeah, and then Houston Texans, interesting team huh. again. They got David. Gee, I don't even know Davis Mills. Go on. I, I'm I'm drafting. Uh, I'm a big. Uh, what's his face? The, the receiver who is not showing up on my list here. Oh, Brandon Cooks. He was great last year. Great value. Oh. No one's going to draft him. He's underrated. He put up like a thousand yards. He puts up a thousand yards every year. Don't overthink it. Um, Brandon Cooks, smash that like button. Nico Collins could be useful too. They've got some interesting options. They're, they're going to get slept on. They're not a sexy team. Um, they don't really have any big guys there. Running back, obviously the big attention is because they cut some guys. Yeah. So running back, Damian Pierce is getting a lot of a buzz, a lot of attention. But I'm always a bit skeptical when these rookie guys get these like hype trains starting at camp because it doesn't always peter out it'll probably be like rex burkhead rb1 on that team by like week three so who knows Fuck god burkhead so i wouldn't i wouldn't also like, say or damian pierce yeah but yeah it seems like damian pierce is getting a lot of hype like people are like rookie of the year damian pierce I'm like that. who knows maybe but um i'm not totally over invested in houston but i do like cooks he's a really good depth receiver option he'll get you wr2 production minimum and gets a lot of targets. Obviously, last year he was injured for a good chunk of the year. But when he was playing, even with Davis Mills, he was getting like 10 targets a game. He's getting like, he gets a good floor. Uh, so he's a good option there. Um, so I, I like him. <clears throat> Green Bay, interesting team because they lost, you know, the best receiver in the game um, in, in, um, in Adams. But uh, the big, the big kind of, the big thing focused on them as a running back because it seems like obviously Aaron Jones is good, good receiving back too. I'm an AJ Dillon owner in Dynasty. It seems like both those guys are going to get good opportunities. 
Um, I wouldn't over draft on them, but I think AJ Dillon is a very intriguing yes. player in this. I would say AJ Dillon. Do not draft Aaron um fucking Aaron Rodgers. I see anybody do that, I'm gonna lose my shit. You know, their receiving core is kind of crazy because they have a lot of kind of plugs, but I think out of all those guys, I think Alan Lazard, he's been the longest. He seems to have good games here and there. He could be pretty good for them. Now that, you get Aaron Jones. That'd be my other option. Yeah. Again, running back here. They're going to get a lot of points this year. Indianapolis Colts. I... Yeah, I I don't know. Their receiving core is kind of weird because there's like, there's like, I think obviously you have like uh, Michael Pittman's going to be the guy. I think everyone knows that, but like, no, for receiving, maybe Jonathan Taylor is what's going to fucking carry that team. Especially oh, now well, with Matt yeah, Ryan. Obviously. Well, Jonathan Taylor is going to go like by Ram by pick number four or five. He's going to be gone. So like John Taylor is going to be a RB top, top three RB picked, but like receiving core, I own Paris Campbell, Paris Campbell every year has gotten injured, but it seems like Paris Campbell's the number two wide receiver, and like, there's there's some good opportunities there. I think at receiver in this team, Paris Campbell, Ashton Doolin, um, they've got guys that uh, even even some of their other guys like uh, Alec uh, Alec Pierce is a rookie, probably not going to do much this year, but yeah, it's going to be Jonathan Taylor's show. He's going to be the guy. Um, Matt Ryan's going to give you, I think, decent production. Uh, he was fair for them last year. That's uh, right, he was fair for it for Atlanta last year. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna run through Jonathan Taylor, I think. Um, I don't think there's really any any other option there. But I do think on a team like that where Matt it's Ryan. so <laughs> where it's so running back heavy, you can sometimes get good value at receiver. I I would not sleep on Paris Campbell. No one's talking about him because uh, unless you've been a big dynasty guy, you probably didn't really care much about him. Uh, but he's around. And after Michael Pittman, there's a few guys that will that will get a lot of targets, so they're worth looking at. And Paris Campbell, talent-wise, and he's healthy, is a really good receiver. Got to say that. And so now we're moving on. I, I think we're – I hope I got all the teams right in order so far. Looking at uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, um, a really good offensive team, obviously, with their quarterback, Herbert, and they've got good weapons there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they, I feel like there wasn't much change in that team. I feel like – I mean, obviously, the wide receiver, the big oh. question was, were they going to bring back White Williams? That might mix things up oh. like Josh Palmer – and there are other guys, but no, he's back. He actually got resigned, so it's sort of the same scenario. I do like Gerald Everett at tight end. Uh, I think I think Donald Parnham's still injured, so I think Gerald Everett will be good value this year at tight end. Um, but I don't know; it's the same crew from last year. What can I say? Like draft accordingly. I would. If, I know mean, in our league we draft defensive line. I wouldn't mind Chargers defensive line. Oh yeah, I think their defense is probably going to be pretty good this year, and they're in a good division. Like, I mean, everyone's talking about Denver, but I think LA Chargers are going to be really good in the AFC this year. Like, they're going to be a, a team to beat. So I, I think I think we're in line there. And then we move on to my team, the LA Rams. Uh, let me talk we'll about the LA Rams. Yeah, so I guess I can give you some options here. Uh, Matt Stafford. Everyone's like he's injured, but granted, Matt Stafford's been banged up a lot recently, so I wouldn't be too concerned the man played in detroit for years but it is interesting because they kept three quarterbacks in the roster so they got wolford there but they also kept bryce perkins i would not if you're in dynasty bryce perkins is a guy i'm kind of like interested in but at the same time like it's one of those scenarios where if the quarterback goes down this team's fucked like if matt stafford's injured they're not a super bowl contender so who cares uh but cam Akers is going to get a lot of buzz it seems like i i thought he was going to be a good value but it seems like everyone is like on him and I don't know, he's coming off, he he came back from an Achilles injury last year, 
And while he was apparently while he was productive, he didn't look all the same to me. So like I like Cam Akers, but I think they're gonna ride the hot hand. And I I mean Daryl Henderson gave you some good opportunities last year. I think they'll probably try to feature Kyron Williams. They're a team where I'm not like I, I I like Cam Akers and I feel like people are gonna draft Cam Akers very high, but don't be shocked if you draft Cam Akers high and then he's splitting carries with Henderson inexplicably. Um, so I just want to warn you there, but you can't go wrong receiver. Cooper Cup isn't going to have, I don't think, the same season as last year. You really, really want to go for Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is going to torch gonna say, the league. You think that's what I was going to put, I, say? I think uh, Robin, Allen Robinson, Robinson has an opportunity to be to put up more yards than Cooper this year, frankly. like I think he's going to get so much attention. They're not going to want to feature Cooper Cup as much. They're going to use Cooper Cup to their advantage because teams are going to be like throwing everything they got at him with due reason because the guy's a fucking tank, but they're going to um, use Allen Robinson heavily. Um, some of the guys on the team I'm kind of interested in, like it, it seems like um, Tutu Atwell, who went from a bust, seems like now he's getting a lot of buzz because Jan Jefferson's out. So Tutu Atwell is going to be their wide receiver three. Uh, the guy from that, the guy that blew up and had the most yards during, during the preseason this year, uh, Lance McCutcheon made the team. Uh, I don't like Ben Sklaronic. He looked like a total ass. He took like a little shit last year. He couldn't, hold on to a pass to save his life. He dropped some pretty important passes. Even the Super Bowl, he dropped a would-be touchdown. So he's on my uh, naughty list. Uh, but they're going to be a good offensive team um, and a good team. I think they're going to support a lot of receivers. So, you know, Tutu Atwell, if he's the third guy there, interesting because he's going to be a bust. He's, he was a bust last year. He's going to go, like, probably undrafted or he'll go, like, last round. So I wouldn't hesitate maybe throwing on a little bit of capital on Tutu. So we're on uh, Vegas. In Vegas, great team. Oh, oh. Who's a guy that you dropping. like in Vegas? Hunter Renfro. I dropped him last oh, yeah. year. And he is definitely the wide receiver that no one even thinks of. Yeah, he's really good. He was really useful last year. Uh, I was a... going to say, who was – um? Oh, I remember this wide receiver that was in New England and that no one gave a fuck about. And I remember that was like that's the guy that's going to win the Super Bowl. Well, like I, I think on the team right now, like Darren Waller, I have a big Waller fan, but he's injured. Yes. Do not like put some chips on Foster Moreau. If you're in Dynasty, if you're in Keeper League, you should have Mo- Moreau should be on your roster right now because like he's a young he's a young tight end. Darren Waller's coming up. He's been injured, banged up. He wants a new contract. I could see a scenario where they let Waller walk or trade him. And, and roll with Foster Moreau. And Foster Moreau is a good talent. So, again, I'm kind of changing this to be, like, dynasty-focused. If you're going to keep your dynasty, I have Waller and Moreau on my bench. So, I'm, like, hedging oh, my bets. If you have Waller, you're pretty good. I would say if you can get Waller, yeah. take him. Devontae Adams is going to go, like, top six. So like, you know, whatever. He's gonna, oh, he's yeah, die, sorry. Obviously. I totally forgot about that. Devontae, Will- yeah, Devontae Adams is definitely going to be your number one. If you're trying yeah. to find someone... And I think I think Derek Carroll will have a really good year too. So I think that's going to be a good option overall at quarterback. Miami, baby, Miami's a team. Oh, they are they are a team, and they, they have are a team. Tua Tagovailoa. Well, they have Tua, and but then now they got Tyree Kill. That's where they got Tyree Kill. I don't know what to make of Miami. They're just such a weird. They're like they're like going all in. I'm like, do they need to go all in? Like, does they, do they have a team to go all in? I like Mike Gesicki though. He's a really good tight end. Um, good value too. I'm probably the only guy on the team I'd really like being kind of draft depending on where things land. I could see myself picking Mike Gusecki round 10, 11 and being happy with it. Like this is going to be a top 10 receipt tight end, but I don't know. I just think like 
Tyreek's going to get most of the catches on that offense. Jalen Waddle is there, but he's you know he's come back from injury. I don't know. I, I don't know where they're going to land. I, I it seems like they're 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 going all in, but they might be like the worst team in that fucking division. So who knows? May not be very helpful. Uh, Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, oh man, they're going to. Get... I'm going to pick. If you can't pick Jefferson. Oh, well, I mean, go for, uh, obviously, Adam Thielen. Like, he's going to have a really good bounce back here, I think. Uh, they just made a weird trade, though, because I, I have KG Osborne in one of my leagues. They just traded for Jalen Rager. So I think their third, fourth receiver is going to be a little bit weird. But Jefferson, Thielen can't go wrong. Uh, obviously, the running back situation is really good with uh, one of the best kind of combos with Cook and Madison and Kirk Cousins. Like, they're, the last couple of years, they've been the, the top receiving team in fantasy points so you're obviously looking receiving with minnesota their offense looks set to be good again um it seems like their coaching won't hold them back i think they're kind of underrated i think they're going to be really good this year in the nfc north i mean green bay's kind of the team but i think green bay's ripe to, to fall off you know Aaron, you know aaron Rodgers getting older the receiving core is weird the running back's good but and i know they got a good coach too but i, I wouldn't be shocked if you know we're looking at it and Minnesota's like one win above Green Bay or something like that. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me all that much. So they're a team I wouldn't sleep on, that's for sure. And looking down the list, New Orleans, uh, a team that's so oh. funny. I'm a long-term Jameis Winston fan. Yeah. But I don't know. Running back wise, Kamara. You want to go get Kamara? You think did, so? He's not suspended. So if he's there, oh. I uh, mean, for this now. might be the last that's year. The thing. He's He's gone next year. He's probably going to be in jail. He's going to be suspended next year. So I don't know. But receiver core, um, receiving is weird because, Michael, yeah. Michael Thomas, that's the back. only other, other option. And I think he's such a fucking, that's again, that's a fucking like Antonio Brown situation. Chris Olave, uh, he's a rookie though. And Jarvis Landry's there too. So he could be good value, I think, as a second or third receiver. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, Jarvis Landry would be all but right. But again, it's all about Jameis Winston. Like if Winston's good, if he's, because last yeah. year he looked pretty good, but then he was kind of playing conservative. They weren't really letting him throw much. I mean, obviously. And then he got oh. that injury and it kind of just disrupted everything. But if it's it's really gonna see it's really gonna be about how he can do. If he could be like he showed last year, but given more opportunities to really throw it, this could he could produce big numbers. But if he's gonna play conservatively like last year, you're not gonna get a whole lot of you know production from this team. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. a bit, bit puzzled by this team, but I think Kamara yeah. could be good value because I feel like a lot of teams are going to sleep on him. And Kamara's been like a top five running back the last seven years, so you can't pass that up. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, moving onward, New England, a team that I think is a total fucking mess. I don't like. I don't trust Mac Jones. I, I don't know, but it's, it's really. Good I, so I would knows. say I would say that's the only player on that team that I would trust. Is I, I, I own Damien Harris in fantasy and he almost got traded. And now it seems like they're going to start like Ramondre Stevenson. Like, I don't know, man, this don't draft New England running backs folks. Yeah. Uh, but Kendrick Bourne last year was a good receiver option. Apparently he's a big presence in the locker room. They really like him. I would not sleep on Kendrick Bourne. Jacoby Myers was good too, but I like, I like, I like Kendrick Bourne as an underrated guy at worst. He's going to be like a second receiver. I think, if Mac Jones does really good, again, it really depends on how can Mac Jones give you what he got last year. He was a pretty good rookie. He kind of fell off in yeah, the end. Great. But the the I don't know, the camps haven't been great in New England. There's been a lot of rumors swirling that the team is a bit bearish on how they think they'll do this year. Who knows? Um yeah. but Bill Belichick, they just... always they always seem to do good, even with yeah. they're a good drafting team historically. They've been amazing. So mm-hmm. I want to say is like Stevenson. That's the only player that we kind of agreed on. 
yeah, I think he's probably going to be the guy. But I, uh, Damian Harris, if he's around, I'm if Damian Harris is undrafted, I'm drafting him, put him on my bench because I think he's the best talent on that running back team. Or so. Hunter Hunter Henry is would be as a tight end. Yeah, you could, he's going to get overdrafted. He's going to go like way too high. They're going to be like, come on, because it's like New England. Oh, I don't know. know. Anywho. Yeah, or uh, Giants actually, New York Giants, terrible. Giants. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe everyone's trying to make what's his name a thing. Like I don't. What's the quarterback's name again? Oh, Danny guy. Dimes. Terrible. He's not good. Like he doesn't. He's not. Yeah. He's not going to be a thing. Like it's why does everyone? Not, yeah. I don't know. Just, I watched. Like, I wouldn't draft anyone. Yeah. Literally, I would not draft anyone from the Giants. Do not draft Saquon Barkley. That guy yeah. is the fucking like sheeny curse on he's that. Dusted. He's dust. The team is dust. Tony's even injured their big receiver rookie. They're a dust team. Don't draft anyone from the Giants. No offense to Giants fans, but uh, uh, Daniel Jones, I just I don't see why they t- felt the need that they had to run it back with them. The only thing I could think of is they couldn't really get anyone on the free agent market, and there was no one good enough to draft, so they're just going to tank this year and then pick someone next year. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't like anyone on this team, like receiving-wise. Kenny Galladay, uh, but like could, they don't have a quarterback uh, to support him. He's not going to put up numbers. Like they need some good quarterback. The only person I would even think about is Kadarius Tooney. Yeah, or Slayton. Like I think Slayton will get touches. I would so. take Slayton over Tooney. I will give you that. Like at the end of the day, like if it's like week seven and you need a guy on the wire and Slayton's there and he's putting up good touches, like he might be a good option week to week matchup. But I'm not really. I think I had. I think I had Slayton last year. Yeah, and then the other New York team, the Jets, on the up and up. Wilson's injured, uh, but it seems like he's gonna come yo, back. Yo, hide your fucking moms, guys, because fucking Zach Wilson's coming to town. It looks like Flacco's gonna start. I would, I really wanted, I was hoping Chris Traveler would start. You know, the CFL Grey Cup champion would get an opportunity to start, but it seems like if no. Wilson's injured, it's gonna be Flacco. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Or Mike oh, White. Yeah. Mike White had that one good game last year. Everyone's like, Mike White's the next great quarterback but yeah, i was gonna say also Brees hall you could possibly yeah. if you're and you're trying to search for your running back in this uh, league braxton barrios is underrated this his underlying metrics are really good he was kind of more of like a i think he was used like in the special teams last year but his metrics are really popping so he's a guy that could be valued but again a lot of these receiver guys it's kind of like a i don't know denzel mims tyler like they got tyler conklin at tight end Corey davis these are none of these guys like, T- cj uzoma like the tight ends are interesting but like it's going to be like one of those offenses where like anyone could finish like tight, like wide receiver one. And it wouldn't shock me. Corey Davis would not shock me. Fucking uh, who Braxton Barrio. Sure. Why not? Like, I don't want to, I want to stay away from those 10 offenses. Cause I, you're going to get, you're going to draft a guy like round five who's in a bust. And then the guy that you've passed up at round eight is going to like blow up. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like anyone on that team that much. Nope. All right, I've kind of lost the order, so why don't we just kind of go through randomly? So we, I think like we've got through twenty teams so far. So why don't we go your team, Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, okay. So my pick is still Najee Harris. Yeah. If you can't get him on that team, I am definitely heavily saying like Deontay uh, fucking Deontay Johnson. Yes, that is definitely go- going to be the best fucking receiver on that team. I yeah. If you can't get him, maybe yeah. Dominant him in Washington. I said Washington now plays on someone else. And I remember being like, this team has no offense anymore. Like Chase K- Claypool had a dynamite rookie year. And he was and then, then, last year. And then he was, yeah, like couldn't catch for shit. He got too fucking heavy into the TikToks with fucking Juju. 
letting the yeah, country like, down. Yeah, letting the country maple tron. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think, yeah, Najee Harris is a stud. And Deont- yeah. Deontay Johnson's kind of underrated because I think everyone's looking at their offense like it's going to be Pickett, it's going to be Claypool. Deontay Johnson was their guy last year. You watched the team. He was their wide yeah. receiver one last year. Yeah. He's still the wide receiver one. Do not pass him up if he's at a lower yeah. draft class. Okay. He's going to give you good value. I was just going to say, like, fucking Pickens. I think that's also a great pick. He's doing great. I don't know about the quarterback situation. I'm yeah. pulling I'm pulling for fucking Pickett to do something. Someone's like, no, fucking Trubisky's going to start. And I was like, you can't do that because that's just going to end in chaos. Yeah, and it's one of those offenses where, like, by the end of the season, both quarterbacks will have played, like, five or six games. Like, it's it's like you're going to lose out. You're not going to get good enough from whoever you pick. So, oh, yeah, do not stay away from the quarterbacks on that team. So next up, just going randomly down the list of who's left, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, huh. I mean, obviously, receiver-wise, oh. I'm I'm smashing all day on Debo Samuel. Although, how is his knee doing? He's, he's yeah, injured. he's injured right now. He's injured nah, that's right tough. now. He's like, he needs that. He needs to be healthy. Like, I, otherwise, I'm staying away, so I'm kind of scared. But, man, you can't go wrong with George Kittle. The guy's a fucking beast. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk. Oh, man. I mean, like... Even their defense. Their defense is good. I mean, I know I'm supposed to hate... I'm, I'm supposed to hate the fucking 49ers because they frequently scare the Rams. You know, the same old sorry-ass Rams. The Niners always spank us, except, you know, last year in the conference final. But, like, there is something to their team. They have just a strength of character. Like, I love watching the 49ers because, like... And they just... They decide to keep G- Jimmy G, so they're going to be rolling with Trey Lance and Jimmy G. Um, whoever starts, I think they'll, they'll be fine. Um, but I like I like a lot of other guys. Um, the running back situation is a total mess, though. I, I don't like any of those guys. I guess Elijah Mitchell is healthy, maybe, but they kind of just play hot hands. Uh, but I like a lot of the receivers. I'm not overdrafting them, but Kittle's a guy if he's good value. But Kittle's going to go like tight tight end number two or three, so you're not going to get good value. It seems like Kittle's going to go early. Debo will go way too early if he's injured. And then after that, I, I might look at Brandon Ayuk if he's available, but I feel like they're a weird team because I feel like they're just kind of a lunch pail team, kind of like New England, where it's like next man up, they'll throw someone in and we'll do good. So, but Trey Lance might be good. And if you're looking for a quarterback, I would not sleep on him. All reports, he was dynamite at camp. He's the guy. I don't know why Jimmy G wants to stay there, but Trey Lance yeah. is going to be the dude. So, you know, Jimmy G should have ran while he still could. <laughs> and uh, looking down the list. Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of opportunity. They're, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill, but I'm excited to watch this team because I think you have an all-time elite quarterback at Patrick Mahomes. Uh, He's gonna someone on that receiving core is gonna be like a top ten receiver this year in yards. And who's it gonna be? Who Travis, knows? I don't know. I want to say I still pick Travis Kelsey. That is gonna be for a tight end. That's gonna be like your number one pick, in my opinion. I like that, or I mean, man, I, I like a lot of these receivers. I like, I like Juju. I think Juju could be very good for them. No, really like- no, sorry, I'm gonna disagree with you strongly on that. I think Juju just doesn't have it anymore. He had one great year when he was with like our wide receiver two on Pittsburgh. I remember then he was wide receiver one, and he couldn't fucking catch shit. Eh, fair enough. I mean, now obligated, he has Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. Yeah, he might be a little bit better, but. Still- I just think that he just was not going to be able to hold up. Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep a draft because you got Nicole Hardman, who's been in that system, could be a guy. Sky Moore's a rookie. He's getting a lot of hype. Uh, Marquise Valdez-Scantling, who could be – he's going to be their like, long threat. He could be a guy who will put up some big 
boom bust games just like he did in Green Bay. He could have a game where he puts up 130 yards and a score. The next game doesn't put up Jack. Um, Justin Watson's a guy I'm very interested in because I've long I've been a long term Justin Watson head. He used to be in Tampa Bay. He was their fourth receiver. Whenever he came in, he was good, and he's gonna have an opportunity now to actually be in the offense. Probably won't be like a top receiver, but he's a guy. Pay attention how he does touches. Maybe you don't draft him. Maybe he's on the waiver wire, but he's going to be one of those guys where I could see him be like a top week one waiver wire, like hot pickup where if he has like a decent game and gets a lot of touches. So, but yeah, you're probably like, as you're saying, Travis Kelsey is going to be the guy Um, running backs really interesting because Clyde Edwards Lair looked terrible. So I think a lot of people are looking at Ronald Jones and Jarek McKinnon. I've been a long-term Jarek McKinnon fan, but he's always fucking injured. He never seems to have it put together. So who knows, man. Um, But Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey can't go wrong with those guys. Total studs. Yeah, those are your best bets. Um, just want to yeah. touch on Tennessee. Yeah. I think Derrick Henry's coming back. He's going to be definitely going to be – I think King Henry will reign again in the receiving and fucking rushing yards. It's going to be something really hard. I don't know how he is. He's a great – yeah, because he just had the re- – the re- he just had his contract reworked. So – think that's going to be definitely the winner and if you can grab that as your wider as your running back you'll be safe that's the only person on tennessee that i'd ever would want well actually i think receiver core i think trey traylon burks can have a good opportunity to be rookie of the receiver if he he hits he'll be a big hit um i've been a long-term robert woods fan he's coming back from a long-term injury um he's going to be a safe bet though i would definitely draft Robert Woods. Westbrook Akinney was pretty valuable last year. He actually had a pretty good year as a rookie playing like a wide receiver two and three. I, I was reading reports out of camp because I still kind of vested in him. People were saying, oh yeah, he's going to be the wide receiver two. And if he's the wide receiver two, that's pretty pretty decent. He's a good chance to put up numbers. I also own Malik Willis, Malik Willis in Dynasty, so I'm kind of hoping that uh, Tannehill shits the bed. So that's why I'm not really drafting Tennessee because I'm kind of hoping they suck just for my sake with Malik Willis because I think Malik Willis is the better quarterback. Um, based on how he develops. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's the guy. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame level talent. Like, it's tough because I feel like he's one of those guys where, like, you draft in this year, you're probably like, oh, it's this is going to be your, he gets injured or, you know, blows up. But he's such a, he's, I, we've never seen guys like him before. Like, he's so good at what he does. He's just a beast. He's kind of a throwback guy, too. So you kind of got to go Derrick Henry if he's there. You can't go wrong. He's got a great floor. Uh, but receiver, good options there. Kind of lesser known guys to, to be mindful of too and um what's up who's up next let's look down the list i think we're we're now looking at uh philly the eagles Ugh. who do you want to draft on philly if you had to oh god everyone's talking about gainwell AJ i don't want to draft gainwell aj no, brown probably. Like aj brown would be the yeah. only option devonta smith i think he's in a good position as quarterback as wide receiver too i like devonta smith as wide receiver too but um jalen hurts he was good last year i think jalen hurts is a good is, is underrated a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, the running back situation is kind of a mess. Like everyone's like, it's going to be Kenny Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the guy. And like, I don't know. Like who knows, man, like used to be, everyone was like, Miles Sanders is the guy. And now no one cares about Miles Sanders anymore. So remember the, there was that brief Boston Scott hype train. I don't think that's ever going to oh, take God. the station, but uh, yeah, I think AJ, AJ Brown is the guy here. They traded for him for a reason. Actually Dallas Goddard is also the guy he's unlocked now that Ertz is gone. So Goddard will be a top, five to 10 tight ends. So Goddard's one of those guys, depending on how he falls in the draft, depending on who goes, you could get a good opportunity to draft him there. And I, I would, I would draft him if he's available. 
And uh, moving down the list, uh, we're getting close to the ends, I think. Tampa Bay, uh, good options here. A team that everyone seems to like a lot. Um, you know, running their running backs. You have, uh, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn was a rookie, but I think, you know, Leonard Fournette, if he's healthy, he will get opportunities. And I feel I, I'm really salty because that first year Leonard Fournette wasn't very good and I had him. And then I didn't have him last year and Fournette was really good. So, but receiving core, um, some opportunities there because Godwin's gone, but you have Julio Jones, good opportunities there. Uh, Kyle Rudolph, a tight end, is going to get, I think, a lot of touches. Um, Mike Evans has been pretty steady at getting getting opportunities. Cameron Braid as well, too. I could see them going like Braid and Rudolph, two tight ends, and then rolling Mike Evans and and whoever else. that you know Tom Brady tends to just like mesh with random guys, like Scotty Miller or something will just have like a really good year with like 700 yards or something. So, I mean, who knows? They're, they're a team that'll kind of just throw anyone in who works. But no, Godwin kind of sucks, though, because I feel like Godwin wouldn't have been the guy there. I don't know. Anyway, Seattle Seahawks, they suck. Uh, I don't like anyone yeah. there. Oh, they D- DK Metcalf. I like the players, but yeah, again, I, I like DK Metcalf. I like I like a lot of their talent. I like Tyler Lockett. I would like them more if they had Russell Wilson. They do not have Russell Wilson. They have Geno Smith. They have Drew yep. Locke. That's gonna hurt them. You're gonna don't don't draft those guys. Tyler Lockett's uh, gonna go round two, round three. DK Metcalf, same. They're gonna give you five, round five, round six value because they're not gonna get touchdowns. They're not gonna get passes. Exactly. They're gonna get touches. They're gonna have good touch floors, <laughs> but it's gonna be hit or miss. So do not overinvest in those guys, or you will get burned. Although I do think Rashad Penny, he's a guy that Seattle fans have been pounding the floor on. It's always been the uh, other guy who's just retired. I forgot his name, Chris Carson. That's it. Uh, but Carson's gone. Uh, Rashad Penny will get an opportunity to actually kind of get the lead. And he's a guy I would kind of look at just because someone's got to get the rushes there. Someone's got to be that guy in that position. And it could be him. And, you know, people have been waiting on him to do something for years. This could be finally the year he breaks out. So, you know, just monitor that situation, I would say. Um, looking down the list, we're almost two, two left. We're near the end. The Washington Commanders, uh, a team oh, that God. I, I like this team a lot in terms of their options. Uh, Antonio Gibson running back. I like him a lot. I think he's a good talent. JD McKissick. I know he's injured right now, but he was pretty valuable last year too, but I am a huge, huge fan of Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry, man. That guy is an elite receiver. Uh, Jahan Dotson too is a rookie, I, but I don't want to overdraft like rookie receivers. Cause those are always a kind of a who's who knows type scenario, but a little bit um, of a hit and miss. Yeah, but again, the quarterback scenario is weird because I I really like Taylor Haneke, but I feel like he kind of hit his ceiling last year. Um, Carson Wentz is the weird one because I think Carson Wentz is actually pretty talented, but it seems like there's some kind of locker room stuff that people don't like. Like knew it, like Indianapolis threw him under the fucking rug more than any other guy I've ever seen before. It was like they just like all of a sudden there was always like pieces coming out like Carson Wentz can't win, toxic in the locker room, and they traded him like a week later. It was weird how they just kind of discarded him so i mean when that one year in philly he was really good he's just always been injured and i mean last year he wasn't i didn't think he was terrible so i don't know carson wentz if you're looking for quarterbacks and he's like if you go if you if you're a type of guy like me who doesn't draft quarterback early and you need a guy like i might consider carson wentz if he's gonna get be the guy to start like he's gonna get a good opportunity he's got good options so who knows and then Jacksonville is a total kind of question mark because Again. last year was such a disaster with fucking oh, their, their coach and that was just a disaster oh, year. 
Jesus. Travis Etienne getting a lot of love. He could be valuable. Um, Trevor Lawrence, how will he do year two? I'm a big, I'm I've curious. been a long term Marvin Jones fan. Christian, they they over they they spent a lot of money on Christian Kirk. Um, so Christian Kirk or Marvin Jones might be the guy at receiver. And just a question mark of how really Trevor Lawrence grows because if he if he can be the elite elite top tier running quarterback that he is he needs to show it this year because last year frankly he wasn't really that all that good he wasn't even really that much better than zach wilson so um he needs to show that he's that talent this year uh, with the new coaching and everything and if he blows up like you got some guys that he could that could put up numbers on the receiving core so um it just needs to work out in, in that regard i'm not drafting evan ingram though that guy's always injured he's like a bust people are going to draft him bad idea stay away from that guy Anyways, that's about it, I think, for the teams. Uh, anyone else? Yeah, I think uh, I think we hit everyone. I think we got pretty much everyone. Yeah. So, anyways, I think overall philosophies drafting wise really depends on your league and team, but it's really it's really important to look at good offenses. Who do you think is going to be a good offense? They can usually support multiple players. Sometimes you can find wide receiver two threes or even running back twos that could be valuable. Um, and be careful on guys who are injured coming out of the training camp because that that can sometimes linger that whole knee scenario with uh with the uh, san francisco guy that's that's a little concerning to me i i would be a little worried about that on a guy who is the ultimate rushing wide receiver uh not good to see that but we'll see should be a fun year mm-hmm. all things considered. It's always a fun year it's always oh, yeah. a fun year and uh yeah that was i think that was a, we, we had a pretty good discussion then we went through all the teams we uh <laughs> have have this podcast was just football talk but you know what? We got it. We got it. We got our bases covered. I think. Anywho, I think we're we're almost about wrapped for this fun discussion. I gotta go. Uh, go to the bathroom, <laughs> and uh, I think I got another draft coming up soon. What time? Because we have our draft earlier. I think. Actually, it might be our draft that's starting first. Yeah, it's six thirty, and then I got another one in Grant's league. So, got a few coming oh. up. I think um, our next week's episode. If your box arrives on time, we'll do your beers. Otherwise, we'll have to figure out something. We've got an Ottawa craft one coming up. I'm going to be sending out more craft stuff too. Um, we'll probably do another seltzer one at some point as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like to say, domestic finds only don't drink and drive. Always drink responsibly. Always remember to drink responsibly and know your limit. You can find us at domestic finds only at TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, and domestic finds only at gmail.com. Remember to stay classy now. We'll see you all next week. Good luck to your season. Goodbye, folks. Have a good one. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.daisymay.com natalierevay.com that's r-i-v-e-t and you can also find us on social media at our, our twitter account is at domestic points and our instagram and tiktok is at domestic points only and of course our email is domestic points only at gmail.com thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week hiding out